what those who've been flooded and those who live in fear of being flooded are wanting to see is everybody to come together. Yes, the government can give leadership, and I would say that the government have shown leadership throughout and have now brought in the military, but it's very difficult to pump the water out of such a vast area when there's nowhere to pump the water to. In Marlow in Buckinghamshire, some homes have been evacuated. Firefighters are helping pump away the flood water. Neil Bowstred is from Bucks Fire and Rescue. You only have to stand um, even quite a few hundred yards back from it, and the absolute roar of the of the river as it comes past really gives you an idea of how how powerful and in full flood that river is. The Barnfield Federation, the Bedfordshire Education Chain, which is under investigation by two government departments, has appointed a new temporary chief executive. It's understood to be Dame Jackie Fisher, who turned around a college in the north of England. An accountant who had more than 145,000 images of child sex abuse on his computer has been given a community sentence. The images were found by police officers when they searched John Broughton's home in Marston Mortain in Bedfordshire. More from Gail Sanderson. Luton Crown Court heard that Broughton had an obsessional compulsive disorder and may not have viewed all the images as he built at the collection. The 68-year-old from Jubilee Cottages, Station Road in Marston Mortain, pleaded guilty to 17 offences of making indecent photos of a child and two of possessing indecent photos of a child. The judge gave him a three-year community sentence with supervision so he can go on an internet sex offenders treatment programme. In sport, a first-half goal from Troy Deeney gave Watford a 1-0 win at home to Birmingham. Wickham drew 1-all at home to Fleetwood and Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after two goals from Andre Gray gave them a 2-1 win at Macclesfield whilst rivals Cambridge lost 1-0 at home to Alfreton. The weather showers this morning, then heavy rain later and strong to gale force winds. A maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I found a, a sneaky stash of um, hit choco biscuits, they don't look English, in uh, the studio. I'm guessing they're Roberto's. Sorry, I'm guessing they were Roberto's. Sorry, Roberto! They're very, they were very, very tasty, tell him. Thank you. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including misleading advice in Luton, calls for better flood defence in Wickham, and a new boss for Barnfield. Those are three places. And can I have a word with you, please? You were very, very quiet on the phones yesterday. Very quiet. But we'll have no more of that, please. Come on, do your part. You can have one of Roberto's foreign biscuits. Well, it sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? It's not. Where am I then? 08459 455 555. I repeat, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, look out. It's Eddie Grant. Oi! <laughs> Oi! That's what he says in the song, isn't it? Oi! Got no manners, this fella. Avenue. 
just being funny on Twitter. I'm <laughs> sorry, I do apologise. Uh, morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Here's an interesting story, some shocking uh, reports we've heard here. Women who turn to a pregnancy centre in Luton for guidance are being given alarming and untrue advice about abortion. Well, that's according to an undercover investigation by the Daily Telegraph, which has published footage of a consultation at the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Centre. A reporter, posing as a worried mum-to-be, is told abortions could be linked to breast cancer. Well, the paper's deputy women's editor, Louisa Peacock, joins me now. Good morning, Louisa. Uh, Is it Louisa or Louise? It's Louisa with an A. It is Louisa. Thank you very much. What prompted the paper to investigate? Well, we'd basically heard concerns uh, that women were being told inaccurate and, quite frankly, uh, ridiculous information about the risks of abortion. So we'd heard about some of these and uh, we wanted to investigate them. I think it was the uh, BPAS, which is one of the abortion, the proper regulated abortion clinics, also had uh, got light of the fact that some women were being treated in this way. So we had sort of different information, different sources coming in from different places and thought we'd better go and do something about it. So what happened in Luton exactly? 
Uh, right. Well, we went to, there was a couple of un invest undercover investigative reporters and we went to uh, the Luton one. And as you rightly said in your intro, um, this is the one that said, um, if you do go through with, the, with an abortion, you're, uh, you've got a higher chance of getting breast cancer. It also said you've got a higher chance of getting infertility, uh, so unable to conceive ever again. Um, and it said there's a 70% more chance that your boyfriend or partner, if you have one, uh, or your husband will split up with you um, oh. so that they yeah so wow. they they gave you all sorts of um information uh, based on skewed reports old outdated information um it's complete medical lies quite frankly I mean, we we talked to the royal college of obstetricians and gynecologists straight afterwards to say you know is there any truth in this whatsoever and they said absolutely not so they're just spewing out medical lies based on their own political agenda and you've spoken uh, to, to the alma pregnancy advisory service have you what have they had to say to be honest, we haven't. That, that's oh. the problem. We have tried repeatedly to ring them. They're not the only one. There's several clinics uh, where this has happened up and down the country. And we've, we've delivered uh, letters by hand. We've tried to ring them. They just will not speak. Um, either they're embarrassed or I don't know what, but they, they won't speak at the moment about it. So they, I guess, are standing by their story. But, we, you know, we can't actually get anything out of them. You uh, mentioned that they've, they've got a, a political agenda. What is their agenda, do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we don't know is the short answer, you know, for sure. But um, there are more than a hundred of these crisis pregnancy centres across the country. Um, it's often unclear who funds or runs them. So many, for example, aren't actually listed at companies' house. So they're not listed as official charities. Um, but many are thought to be linked to religious groups and modelled on American anti-abortion services. So in some of the clinics we visited, um, uh, reporters were given uh, American literature, one leaf it's called The First Nine Months, and this is produced by the American Christian not-for-profit organisation called Focus on the Family. Mm. And it's basically a global Christian ministry dedicated to helping families thrive. It's a pro-life organisation. Now, we've got nothing against pro-life whatsoever at The Telegraph, um, and we have nothing against abortion either. We believe in choice. And what it is, is these, these centres claim to be unbiased. They claim to be independent, offering impartial information. And yet we found that, you know, this it's just not set up like that actually it's quite skewed in what you get so we reckon it's linked to america and the pro-life movement and they're and they're not making that clear they're, they're, they're claiming no. they're coming from a purely medical or it would appear they're coming from a medical background but actually there could be a strong christian uh, element right-wing christian element absolutely to it. i mean i think the, the women involved in giving out this advice i think we think they're volunteers we're not entirely sure so we think that they believe what they're doing and they they're trying to offer a good service but essentially they're not uh, medically correct uh, the information they're using is completely out of date and they're not regulated. That, that's the important thing to, to point out here. That things like the British Pregnancy Advisory Service, which is BPAS, which is the abortion clinic or Mary Stope centres, these are all regulated whereas these crisis pregnancy centres are basically left under the radar to say what they like and, and the Telegraph Wonder Women is basically calling for the government to review that and flush out all of these providers that basically are telling nonsense. Well, I was, was going to ask Louisa, there's, there's no law that stops these people existing or these centres giving out this advice then there's no regulation of them at the moment no they're allowed to carry on as they like and we're, we're worried that sort of the pro-life movement that's so big in America and so divisive in America as well is coming in through the back door in Britain because it, it, no one seems to sort of know what's happening here and no one could be bothered almost to look into it so you know it's coming in through the back door we've seen an increase in pro-life uh, protests outside of mm. abortion clinics in, in the past couple of years and we're worried that this is a movement that's sweeping through with 
without any sort of understanding or regulation by our own government. And it's 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 unfair, you know, because women in this situation, when, when you go and have an abortion or you think about having an abortion, you're going to be feeling incredibly vulnerable um, and you're going to be feeling all sorts of emotions, you know, guilt and fear and just downright afraid of what's going to happen to you and, and yet you know you go into these situations thinking you want the best advice you could possibly get so you can make a, an informed choice and yet these these centers are spewing out information that's completely wrong and it's funny because the reporters that did this um they're, they're hard-nosed cynical journalists um and they've done several of these investigative reports before mm. and, and yet they came out absolutely traumatized wow. you know they didn't they couldn't understand what they'd just been told and one of them was completely white-faced i saw her straight afterwards and you just sort of think, blimey, you know, these these are hard-nosed people. You know, ordinary people, people that aren't journalists, yeah. um, go in there and, and, and you just get swept away by what they say because it's it's sort of, the clinic's a very dim lighting, there's sort of navy blue foam chairs, it looks like a sort of run-down doctor's clinic, but it's basically like the NHS. You know, you, you trust it, you just sort of yeah. trust these people that are talking to you in a very calm voice and they're very reassuring. But what they're saying is utter nonsense. Louisa, it's an excellent report. Well done to The Telegraph for, for getting you. this and Thanks for coming on this morning. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. It's uh, the papers, uh, the Telegraph's deputy women's editor, Louisa Peacock. Do you remember that fella we had, Catherine? Yes. Who was um, going to be doing the... Um, the round-the-clock vigil. The round-the-clock vigil. Christian gentleman who was going to organise a protest outside of an abortion centre. Was it the one in Milton, Milton, one in Keynes, Keynes, Milton yeah. Keynes? Um It sounds kind of a similar sort of message. It's very odd, isn't it? And Louisa's right. When If women are going to even consider talking about an abortion, they're generally going to be in a vulnerable position and very, you know... And you look at the website for this particular centre and it says, you know, it's created by women for women and there's no hint that it's anything other than an understanding, nurturing yes. place. Hey, well, if you have an abortion, there is a 70% chance your boyfriend is going to leave you. That's Those are the stats. Those are the stats. Incredible. Thank you very much. Uh, Louise, excellent stuff there. 08459 455 555. Your thoughts on that, please? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Starting with the public transport, the tube strike has been called off and there are no reported problems on any public transport at the moment. On the roads, Chorley Wood, Green Street is closed between Greenbury Close and Orchard Drive because of flooding. And in Watford, Exchange Road has a lane closed heading west. Uh, there was a pump being used yesterday to clear the flood water, so it may have been cleared now. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 6.16. It's Wednesday the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. Forecasters are warning that flood-affected areas in southern England could see a month's worth of rain in the next few days. And in sport, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0, Wickham drew 1-0 with Fleetwood and Luton 1-2-1 at Macclesfield. 08459 555555 BBC Three Counties Radio. Weekday morning from nine, the JVS show. Well, whose fault is it that there are so many fat people in this country? It's a horrible word. Jonathan Vernon Smith. But why do you want to kind of tiptoe around the issue? People are people. People aren't fat just because they're big. Tackling your consumer problems. Over the last few months, I've been palmed off every few days. There are some absolute rogues out there yeah. in the car industry. Tim, I'm going to send uh, Wayne in yes, to you. Let's get some detail and we'll get okay, this sorted out. The JVS show weekdays
weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio.
08459 The floods are raging on. Man alive, it's wet out there. If you've been affected, do give us a call. Keen to hear your kind of personal stories, really, how it's affected your business, how it's affected your house, your road, what you've had to put up with. 08459 555. Well, the leader of Wickham District Council is calling on the government to implement plans to invest millions of pounds in flood defences. A £6.3 million scheme was approved by the District Council three years ago, but the funding hasn't been forthcoming. Councillor Richard uh, Scott has told Local Government Minister Brandon Lewis the current situation proves that money is needed sooner rather than later. Well, Richard joins me on the line now. Morning, Richard. Good morning. Nice to speak to you. What's been the hold-up with this money? This is a scheme that was uh, first envisaged in 2006 uh, and was stopped. It's been re- revitalised uh, about a year ago, uh, and in fact the, the cost is, six, is 8.5 million, not 6.3. Ouch! Uh, and this is the latest cost we found for the scheme, which would protect um, quite a large area of low-lying land in Marlow. Uh, the money is now uh, comes through the Environment Agency, but on a shared basis. So the Environment Agency puts some money in, local authorities uh, and other organisations share the rest. At the moment, we're one and a half, £1.25 million short of the total of £8.5 million. And where's the extra money going to come from? Well, that's a very good question. Yes. Uh, all the authorities have uh, agreed to put a share in, but we're still short. So hence my comments to the Minister uh, in the week. I guess the thing is, six months ago, lots of people would have gone, Oh, Richard, please, come on now, calm down, you, you conspiracy theorist madman. But now that it's actually happening, and it's, it's happening on a big, big scale, I guess more and more people are interested in this. Well, the two areas of Marlowe have been for a long time an area that, that floods hence the scheme. Mm. Um, but nothing like we've got at the moment, of course. That, um, but this is the Pound Lane area of Marlowe and Gosmore Park, which are quite low-lying areas. Uh, but I say they do flood on quite a regular basis, um, despite the current weather. And Wickham's also been affected this time around, hasn't it? A little bit of flooding on the rye, but uh, there's no residential properties been affected that I'm aware of. One of the, the, the things I've noticed, that, that all the main politicians in the last few days, they seem to be more interested in being seen in their, their bright green wellies, having photo opportunities and looking very, very serious, but they don't seem to be actually doing much. Would you agree with that? Well, I think it's good, it's good to see them coming down, first of all, to make the first-hand experience of what's going on. And yesterday, indeed, we had um, the MP for Beaconsfield down here, who covers Marlow, uh, Dominic Grieve. And I think my, my estimate on these, I'll take on this, is that uh, it's uh, a learning curve for them. Come and see the reality. Don't just watch the TV pictures. Come, and, come down, talk to the residents, see people's uh, houses that have been flooded. Um, so, yes, they, they do come down uh, and they do get some photo ops, but really I hope they're learn- taking it as a, a learning exercise. In Wickham and in Marlow, what are you doing to help the people who have been affected? Well, all the councils here, and I'm on three councils here, the town council, the district council, and did the county council, um, have really got their act together. Uh, it's mainly with distributing sandbags. We've arranged accommodation for a number of people who uh, were flooded out on Sunday, including one person who was bedridden, who we had to unfortunately take to hospital. Um, but it's really the effort of sandbags, making sure they're going to the right houses, because what often happens is sandbags get put on a street corner, and people appear from all over the place and take them. So we're oh. making sure that delivery of sandbags goes directly to those residents who really need them. There's a sandbag theft taking place. Is it what, sorry? Sandbag yes. theft. Well, it's theft. It's, Sandbaggery. It's people, it's people who think they might need them. Right, OK. Whereas what we're doing is targeting the properties. This property is likely to flood if it continues, therefore they should have some sandbags. There's lots of people having a pop at the Environment Agency at the moment, but is it is it really their fault? Uh 
I think this is exceptional weather. Um, but the same things like these schemes that have been deferred for a number of years don't help, and I think we're seeing that probably down in the, in the, in the West Country as well. Mm. So I think it's not the time to apportion blame. Let's get the current problem sorted out and see where we can go forward. Richard, best of luck. hope things uh, improve quickly. Councillor Richard Scott, 08459 455 555. Let's hear your stories of the flood, please. What's it like where you... How's it affected your street, your house, your work? And other things. You think we look pretty good together. You think my shoes are made of leather. But I'm a substitute for another guy. I look pretty tall, but my heels are high. The simple things you see are all complicated. Look pretty young, but I'm just bad. 
travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In St Albans, Sandage Bury Lane is closed around the High Street because of flooding. And Brickett Wood, the North Orbital, is looking heavy now at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. It follows an investigation by the Daily Telegraph, who sent an undercover reporter to the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service. The Met Office is warning that flood-affected areas in southern England could see a month's worth of rain in the coming days. Gale-force winds are also due to hit southern parts of the UK this afternoon, possibly reaching speeds of up to 90 miles an hour. And the Barnfield Federation, the Bedford education chain, which is under investigation by two government departments, has appointed a new temporary chief executive. It's understood to be Dame Jackie Fisher, who turned around a college in the north of England. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wins for Watford and Luton last night, a draw for Wickham. In the Championship, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0 at Vicarage Road with a first-half goal from Troy Deeney. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. We, we've, t- we've taken a vital three points, obviously, after uh, uh, you know picking up a solid point at uh, Leicester and uh, the previous game obviously winning against Brighton so you know it's a nice little uh, continuation of that little mini run In League 2 Wickham picked up a much needed point with a one-all draw attempt to Fleetwood Stuart Lewis scored the goal for Gareth Ainsworth's side uh, I think a lot of people would have took a point before the game I actually thought we could have won it we uh, we nearly went on to win it Max Kretschmer had a couple of one-on-ones Anthony Stewart had a great header just after I put him on and uh, and usually he'll put them away but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy I'm very happy with the performance and if we keep playing like that I like like I've said, it'll come and it is going to come and it came tonight. We keep playing like that Saturday uh, against Cheltenham. I think we'll be uh, we'll be out of sight if we can play like we did tonight. Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after two goals from Andre Gray. Gave them a 2-1 win at Macclesfield, whilst rivals Cambridge lost 1-0 at home to Alfreton. Here's Hatter's manager, John Steele. Sometimes you've got to come away, dig in and work your socks off and, you know, everyone do a bit more and that's what we've done today. Did we play great attacking football? No. But you know what, I look around at the team and I can't point a finger at anyone that hasn't done everything they can. Premier League leaders Chelsea drew one all at West Brom. Cardiff drew nil-nil at home to Aston Villa. Hull lost one-nil at home to Southampton and West Ham beat Norwich 2-0. Tonight's matches include Arsenal at home to Manchester United, Manchester City versus Sunderland, Newcastle versus Tottenham and Fulham at home to Liverpool. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. Yeah. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, <clears throat> this week, Catherine, you're yes. now in my studios. Yes. Los studiosos. Uh, we have been celebrating the magic of uh, 80s Macca. Paul McCartney from the 1980s sold a lot of records. They don't get played a lot of times on the radio no more. But why? Well, because um, a lot of them are rubbish. But some of them are brilliant. Some of them are brilliant. Now, we divided the uh, camp yesterday with Spies Like Us. Yeah. Friday. My re- camp was divided. I'm, I know. I wish you'd uh, cover that up. We're going to really um, put a cat... Uh, we're going to put a cat bomb amongst the pigeon civilians on Friday. We really are going to do... Sorry? I don't know. I think most people think it's, at worst, daft. 
Most people think it's rubbish. When you say it to them, they go, oh, it's rubbish. When they hear it, when they hear it, I guarantee it is, um, uh, I am the walrus for the 1980s. But, but we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Today we're celebrating uh, his collaboration with Elvis Costello, 1989's Flower in the Dirt LP, which is, yeah. is, a, is a decent LP, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, Paul McCartney, if you're listening, uh, I've tweeted you again. Maybe there's something wrong with your Wi-Fi where or you are. Or our phones. It was very quiet on the phones yesterday. Must Fair. have been our phones. So give us a call today, Paul McCartney, 08459 555555. That invitation is not open to Elvis Costello. Sorry, Elvis. Unless he's affected by the abortion story or by the flood story, in which case he's welcome to call in about those. George Michael's affected by the floods, isn't he? I definitely don't want him to call in. Oh, no, go on. If he's stuck in, why not? Well, if he's stuck in, he can call in. But I'm, I don't want him to phone up saying, oh, I'm, oh, hello, it's George Michael here. Put me straight through. Put me straight through. I said, George Michael. We're not having that. It'll get if, if Dennis uh, calls. If Dennis and Dave call him first, then they'll come on first. Okay. George will have to wait. Paul McCartney jumps the queue. Elvis Costello and uh, George Michael will have to. Hey, put me straight through. I'm a George Michael. Because we don't promise anyone's going to get on. No, exactly. So anyway, my brave face, Paul McCartney, is cracking record.
is an excellent record. Nothing wrong with that at We're all. We're playing that next week. It sounds quite squeezish, doesn't it? Yes, it's a bit squeezy. We're looking at the top 20 guitarists in the world, according to, according to the Times. Yeah. Where's Townsend? Not in there. They've got Jimi Hendrix at number one, that twit. Guess who's number two? Um, well, I know who it is. Hank Marvin. Hank B. Marvin. Really? Hank Marvin is apparently better than... Townsend's not in there. Johnny Marr? Johnny Marr with his plinky, chimey guitars. Where's, where's Clapton? Is Clapton in there? Don't see him. I don't see him. Clapton is God. What a load of old... No clappers. And George Harrison's only at 13. Well, with the greatest respect, George Harrison shouldn't be in there. Why? He's not the one, guitar, didn't he? He's not... Yeah, but it's the top 20 guitarists. George Harrison is not one of the top 20 guitarists. Got a lovely sound. Love, beautiful tone. Great nice tone. fella. Lovely fella, beautiful tone. He's not one of the best guitarists in the world. And I think even he, if he were reanimated from his uh, deceased state, would be one of the first to say that. I'd like to tell you more, but someone appears to have screwed it up and chucked it's it in. It's in the bin! It's rubbish. The dear, Times. Dear, let me, I'm sending an email to The Times. I'm having none of it. A, The Times. Dear Times... Your list of guitarists is balls. There we go, sorted. Right. That sorted. You spelt balls wrong. Hey. Yes, I know. Right, lots to talk about. Yes. Shirley Temple. I thought she was dead already. Well, no, and she's... I was just looking at it, and um, that's what little girls should look like, isn't it, still? Uh, Rather pe- than wearing little curly hair. mini mum's outfits. Curly hair. She should look like little girls. I would dress my kids like that all the time if I had She any. had a successful life after being a child star. She did. She was a diplomat. She diplomat. had brain. Who else? What other child stars have had successful lives? None. Oliver Twist. Has, did he? Yeah, he's, he became a doctor or something, didn't he? Oh, I'm thinking of um, the Artful Dodger. Oh, no. That, he, um, he, so good. he ended up in that psychedelic... Did he end up in HR Puffin stuff? Something that HR puff and stuff. Who's your friend when things? Psychedelic kids TV show. Little Jackie Paper. He, and then he died. Yeah. So he got screwed up. Hayley Mills. Hayley Mills. Crispian Mills' uh, mother. mother. Yeah. Chink the Vader Vader Tadva. It seems to be about getting out at your peak. Mind you, she did have a little bash Shirley Temple when she was a bit older, but it didn't uh, didn't work out. There are no so Haley Mills, Shirley Temple, and, and Oliver. Oliver. They're the only child stars that have had successful lives, not necessarily successful careers. And in we're not acting. talking about money necessarily. We're talking they, about surviving it. They've not died and done a load of drugs. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now she was called Shirley. Yes. Um, the one of the lads from One Direction, uh, Louis 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 Tomlinson. Louis yes. Tomlinson. Yeah. Okay. Let's ask a youngster. Louis Louis Louis, Louis Tomlinson. What? Okay. Um, he's his her mum gave birth to twins. His mum's forty, a bit old. Gave birth to twins. When? This week. Sure. Why not? Recently or ever? Soon. Right, okay. At some point soon, it's yes. happened. Right. Um, and uh, a boy and a girl. Is that so unusual to get boy and girl twins, isn't it? No. Topsy and Tim. Are they twins? Yeah! I always thought that he was older. No, nope. Topsy and Tim are He's twins. He's the superior one in that relationship. He does seem to have a better life, to He be sets honest. the tone. He sets the tone. Their she has to do a lot is, of uh, helping out with mummy in the kitchen and Their stuff. mum really is... Uh, I'm, the new one. I'm, I'm watching that, that marriage and I'm, I'm hoping it crumbles. So... Odell... Apparently their surname. I never knew they had a surname. Oh. Yeah. I can improve that. So, anyway, she's had twins. Boy and a girl. I think that's unusual. Catherine doesn't. Uh, Call me now. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four. People seem to have stopped calling, haven't they, Kelly? Call us now. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. How could you resist? Twins, eh? 
But it's the names. Guess what she's called them. There we go. This is a fun game. Guess what she's called the twins. Beatrice and Benedict. Oh, oh, who... Hands up, who knows what what that uh, arty reference is? Me. Ask me. What's that arty reference? Uh, Much Ado About Nothing, William Shakespeare's. Mm. Recognise. Let me see if I can remember a quote from uh, Much Ado. Uh, That's no, a Jade's trick. I know you of old. Uh, I, I can't. But that was my audition piece when I was auditioning for drama school. I love school. that play. Yeah, it's good. I it's love funny. That play. It's, it's, it's funny. The rest is rubbish. Uh, right, uh, you, um... Louisa. I mean Kelly. Kelly. Yes. G- guess uh, the name of the twins. Do they have the same letter of the same initial? Uh, no. Oh. Um, are they named after anything in particular? Time's up. Ernest and Doris. Oh. Why would you call... This child isn't 87 years old. Why would you call it Doris? Because she'll be 87 soon. Well, you... you she'll grow into Fingers crossed. Well, she, these kids could live to 150. Do you know... They could actually live to 150. Because of their names. No, 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 but that's a separate issue. But uh, I heard someone say something the other day, and it was along the lines of, the child that will live to 150 is alive now. And by the time they reach that age, they've probably got about two years of pension paid for by the state. Ooh, a little bit of politics there, mates. Look at you, Ben Elton. I, know, I once went into the uh, barber shop uh, Marino's on the Farnham Road in Slough with a picture of Ben Elton, um, mullet side uh, centre parting, and I said, I want one of those. Really? When was that? Well, it was uh, last week. No, it was, I don't know, I'd have been 15, so 1987, 88. Wow. Yeah, I know. Even now, I shudder, shudder to think. Uh, what else you got, Catherine? I have got all kinds. Um, um, this. Vicious 90-mile-per-hour superstorm on its way, says the Daily Express. They're they're quite good with weather. Here's something. TV star wife says, I don't want him to see son's birth. This is interesting on so many levels. Right. It's a deeply personal decision for any couple, but the revelation that Nick Knowles... He just coughed up a hairball. He's not wife's favourite. Will not watch the... Well, get right. He's 51. Guess how old his wife is. She's very young. Guess... 26. Boom. Boom shakalaka. You are right. 26 years old. Right. Which I just think is... Oh, there's another hairball. Anyway. Mr Knowles attended the births of of two of his children, confessed to feeling useless on both occasions. Okay, So join in. Mrs Knowles, 26, said she did not want her 51-year-old husband to see her in such a vulnerable state, adding giving birth is a very physical process. I prefer a bit of smoke and mirrors. She doesn't want him to see um, a, a, a stretched... You know, awning. Right. Uh, Yesterday, she was said to be in tears over the online backlash against her comments, with messages on internet sites calling her selfish and immature and critics accusing her of banning her husband from being by her side. Right, Okay. I think it's her business what she wants. She knows that relationship better than anyone else. And it kind of annoys me that when you're pregnant, you suddenly become everyone else's business and responsibility. You're right. She's a grown-up. You're right. She's a grown-up woman... And it, when people make these judgments about other people uh, in, in various media forms, I think it's inappropriate. Yeah. So, do you think Nick Knowles' wife is right to ban him from being at the birth? 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound looking slow on the speed sensors at Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in Bricketwood, the north orbital also heavy going at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. The M25 itself uh, building up anti-clockwise around Junction 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 
Right, it's 6.46 or thereabouts. It's uh, Wednesday the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. Forecasters are warning that flood-affected areas in southern England could see a month's worth of rain in the coming days. And in sport, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0, Wickham drew 1-0 with Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> and Luton won 2-1 at Macclesfield Mac. Don't work. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's another very wet and windy day, I'm afraid. We have two Met Office yellow weather warnings in place. The first for wind. We could be seeing gusts of 60, 70 miles per hour, but also for heavy rain as well. We could see a further 15 to 20 millimetres of rain fall in a relatively short amount of time this afternoon, two or three hours, for example. So windy and rainy. This storm likely to hit as we head through lunchtime and beyond, making the wind very, very squally as it does. Behind it will be a bit brighter, um, we'll get the odd shower. Maximum temperature 9 Celsius, 48 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now overnight we're hanging on to the breeze. Will ease off a little. It's going to stay breezy but easing off a little through the early hours of Thursday morning. But the rain will turn a little more showery. We'll get some clear spells as well and that's going to allow the temperature to drop right down. Further west you are it's likely to get down to around 1 Celsius which in turn the more sheltered spots could drop down low enough to produce a little bit of frost. So for tomorrow morning a chilly start. Some showers around tomorrow but it is on the whole a today some sunny spells one or two showers with a bit of a wind uh, breeze as well but nothing as wild as today the maximum temperature 8 celsius 46 degrees in fahrenheit the next arrival of strong wind and heavy rain expected for friday and then again on saturday and that's your forecast On the 14th of February 1939, Queen Mary visited Luton to open a new community-funded hospital. 75 years on, the Luton and Dunstable Hospital continues to go from strength to strength. Later this week, we're taking part in the birthday celebrations. I'll be live from the hospital tomorrow afternoon, speaking to past and present staff, finding out how all the different areas work together, and I'll host a live panel discussion focusing on the health service. And then on Friday, I'll be in the children's Children's Ward, where the young patients will help me deliver the all-important birthday cake, and I'll be taught all about the history of the hospital with former nurse Janet Graham. Celebrating Luton and Dunstable Hospital tomorrow and Friday on BBC Three Counties Radio. Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, Dennis. Good morning to you. You must be excited about the Luton and Dunstable special that's going to be happening with Roberto and Nick Coffer. What about the special? Did we just play... It's exciting times, Dennis. The ad- it's the, the 75th anniversary of it. Nick Coffer and Roberto are going to be there. Never heard of them. Oh. I... What can right. we do for you, Dennis? Right. Uh, an actress who started as a child star and grew into a beautiful woman was Natalie Wood. Yeah, that didn't really work out very well, did it? She fell off a boat and got drowned. Yeah, she fell off a boat and got drowned. Yeah. We are looking for child stars that she had... She was a child star. Yeah. Let me finish the sentence. Yes. We're looking for child stars, to be continued, that uh, had long, happy, successful lives. She fell off a boat and drowned. A boat that... Uh, who was her husband? It was... Robert Hunter, Wagner. Robert Wagner. Yeah. And who, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken was on the boat. Yes. It's, uh, 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 it was, she had a rather troubled life. Yes. So, Dennis, that's... No. Right. Now then, the other, the other thing... Moving is, swiftly on, let's, let's draw no right, more attention to the fact you muffed up. Yes. Macca. Yes. Have you heard or seen this thing of his called Kisses on the Bottom? 
Yeah, I don't approve of it. And it was with um, and, uh, Elvis Catello's wife. She was on it as well. Diana Krall. Yeah. Oh, is that his wife? Yeah. Oh. Well done, Elvis. Well done, Elvis. Yeah, Aww. not only did that, she, she, she's, a, she's a lovely girl, but she's the orchestra, the little band she's got was super. OK. Well, that's, All good musicians. That's, that's, that's great. And what was the point of this phone call, Dennis? Just to tell you about Natalie Wood, this young lady you were talking about. Yes, say. child. And also, as I say, you were on about Macca. OK, so that's it, we're done? Well, yes, yes unless you've got something. If, you, if you're talking about the L&D, oh. super hospital. It's never been better. What about being at um, births for, for dads? Should they always be there? No, God almighty, no. He's bad enough at starting it off without having to see what the end is. <laughs> Dennis, thank you very much indeed. 08459. I think it's like restorative justice. 455555. Who's this chap, Capital Cities, in the song Safe and Sound? Do we know this? Oh, I think it's quite... D- 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 is it, do we know this one? Yeah, don't worry about it. Is it rubbish? What else you got? Well, the next one is CeeLo Green, Forget You. I like that. That's a really good pop should tune. Should we go for that one? Yeah, yeah. should we have that one? We'll just have a second of Capital Cities. <laughs> oh, no, it's like reggae EastEnders. No, we'll have this instead, I think. Thank you, team.
We're talking about child stars. Shirley Temple died. We can't think of any child stars apart from her and Oliver Twist, who had a successful life. Not necessarily in the acting field, but... And Hayley Mills. Hayley Mills. They didn't go off and ruin it all with drugs and death from falling from boats and stuff. Well, Simon in Sandy's got a suggestion. Go on, Simon. Oh, good morning. Morning. I was thinking of one of your, your heroes. Uh, what about Mickey Delens? He had a bit of uh, child star success. Hey, and he, he went on to... He's not bad. He was Circus Boy when he was ten. He had his right. own TV series. Catherine's not buying that. Well... He had a successful right. life. The biggest yeah, part of their yeah. fame has to be when they're a child. He was more famous as a child. All right, that, yeah, that's true. The biggest... OK, their fame ha- the biggest part of their fame has to be when they're a child, Simon. Catherine is setting the rules. OK, what about Todd Carty, then? What, Tucker? Ho- Hollywood legend. He, no, hang on a second. Simon's right, Tucker Jenkins. He was a... Yeah. He, Tucker was like the British Fonz. Yeah, and that was in the days when there was only three channels. Yeah, he was a big star, then he disappeared. Oh, he's then gone he, off the boil a little bit now, perhaps, but... Well, but he's, he's not destroyed himself. He's still alive. Whenever I used to see him in North London, he'd always say hello to me. Didn't he? Yeah, because we used to... I used to be on telly as well, but, you know, that's the... the in. You're right, he's having a bit of success with the dancing on ice. Yeah. Simon, well, right. what happened to Gripper Stebson, his, his uh, nemesis? Well, I saw a programme a while back and they said that they were go catching up with old Grange Hill actors and he did appear and he, he looked the same. Oh, with the, with the like, <laughs> a, like a rough Morrissey? The quiff, yeah, the quiff sort of thing, yeah. Oh, blimey. Yeah. And who was, do you remember I Only Want to Help You, Roland? Oh, yes. Right, who was, what was the name of the black girl that only wanted to help Roland? Oh, my goodness. Oh, was it, I remember Jay, was it Janet or someone like that? Uh, yeah, I think he was Janet. Who did I think he was? Thought, you thought it was Hattie, but I think you're thinking of um, that... Oh, yeah. what's her name? They went into EastEnders. He was always giving a useless advice, wasn't he? Yeah. He was always saying uh, yeah, Simon, he thank you very much. That's an excellent suggestion. She was suggestion. a lovely girl, wasn't she, Janet? I only want to help you, Roland. Oh, she was so kind. Oh, go away! Oh, go away! Oh, go away! Got ache. Didn't he have got ache once here? Oh, got ache. Who was the dead lad? We're in danger of, of but anyway, let's do it Danny for a bit. Danny Kendall. Danny Kendall was found dead in. Um, that was awful. In uh, Mr. Bronson's car. I was really shocked by that. By the way, if you want a good read, Mr. Bronson's autobiography. Seriously, it is a brilliant read. No, I found him too terrifying. No, I know, terrifying, but it's a cracking read. It's, it's a really good book. He's in Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Uh, Trevor's near Luton. Trevor, we're, talk- we're looking for child stars. One here. Um, yeah, Jodie Foster, Drew Barrymore. Jodie no. Foster. OK, Catherine, over Jody to you. Jodie Foster, yes. True Barrymore had a little wibble, didn't she? I, I guess she's turned it around. Yeah. I think, Jody, I think that Drew Barrymore is still too young to call. I think we need... <laughs> c- can we talk about her in ten years' time, Trevor? Yeah, probably. But, yeah, but Jodie Foster, that. I will definitely give yeah. you. Um, she's although not daft, Jodie She Foster, probably wouldn't she? want you. No. Uh, Richard's in Winslow. Morning, Richard. Hello there. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. Uh, I would say he was more famous when he got older. No, Charles Starbs. I'm pretty sure that he played with, um... Uh, Toys? What's her name, anyway? Judy Garland. Shirley Temple. That's the one. Yeah. i tell you what, R- Richard. Um, I, I would accept Mickey Rooney, but because it's you, I'm not going to. Is that all right? No, it's not. Can I give you a bit of movie trivia? 
Yeah. Go on. Michael Caine, when he was filming Zulu, was relatively unknown, and he was playing posh English um, Aristo officer type. And when the Russians apparently went back to America, because um, Michael Caine was strutting around with his hands behind his back, the um, Americans said, this guy can't act, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. And Michael Caine said, then I knew I had them. <laughs> True story. True story. That sounded so authentic. I was almost there in that boardroom. (laughs) (laughs) Richard, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, Catherine. 08459 455. We can carry that on this morning. Child stars. They've got to be famous. The the, the highlight of their career has to be when they were a kid uh, that, that went on and had successful lives. Not necessarily successful careers, but successful lives, i.e. they didn't do a load of drugs and die or fall off a boat or nothing. Oh wait, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 southbound looking slow now between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Also, the A1M struggling southbound at Junction Seven for Stevenage. The M25 anti-clockwise, slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also, uh, there is looking busy between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. So, we can carry on talking about child stars that were, were famous when they were kids, but then went on to have successful lives. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, and also coming up, incredible story: uh, a Luton abortion pregnancy advice service that well tells you that if you have an abortion, you increase the risk of all the cancers. Oh dear! Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines investigation into Pregnancy Advisory Centre. Wickham Council leader wants politicians to learn from flood visits. And Grey Double sends Luton six points clear. BBC Three Counties Radio. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. It follows an investigation by the Daily Telegraph, who sent an undercover reporter to the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service. The centre has refused to comment... But the Telegraph's deputy women's editor, Louisa Peacock, told this programme they believe it's part of a wider agenda. We're worried that sort of the pro-life movement that's so big in America and so divisive in America as well is coming in through the back door in Britain because no one seems to sort of know what's happening here and no one can be bothered almost to look into it. The Met Office is warning that flood-affected areas in southern England could see a month's worth of rain in the coming days. 16 severe flood warnings remain in place this morning, with the government promising up to £5,000 each to help flooded homeowners and businesses. Conservative councillor Richard Scott, the leader of Wickham District Council, told Ian he hoped the visiting politicians were taking notice. My my take on this is that uh, it's a learning curve for them. Come and see the reality. Don't just watch the TV pictures. Come and come down, talk to the residents, see people's uh, houses that have been flooded. Um, so yes, they, they do come down uh, and they do get some photo ops, but really I hope they're le- taking it as a learning exercise. In Aylesbury, a mobile information 
Recreation Centre opens this morning for residents on the Willows Estate, which suffered flooding at the weekend. Close to the Thames in South Buckinghamshire, a sandbag station has been set up in Marlow's Pound Lane area, with firefighters pumping out where they can. Neil Bowstred is from Bucks Fire and Rescue. We're primarily... Uh, using pumps to try and at least keep the the level of water to a reasonable um, depth um, and just to protect properties, really. The Barnfield Federation, the Bedfordshire Education Chain, which is under investigation by two government departments, has appointed a new temporary chief executive. It's understood to be Dame Jackie Fisher, who turned around a college in the north of England. More from our political reporter, Paul Scoynes. I've been told Jackie Fisher has taken over the role, which was shared between directors Stephen Hall and Helen Mayhew. They've returned to the roles they previously held in the organisation. Jackie Fisher was the head of the Newcastle College Group and has been credited for achieving an outstanding Ofsted rating, though the college was later downgraded to good. The appointment has not been confirmed by the group. In sport, a first-half goal from Troy Dean. He gave Watford a 1-0 win at home to Birmingham. Wickham drew one all at home to Fleetwood and Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference. Gray into the penalty area. He loves the goalkeeper and it's gone in as it has. Andre Gray, number 18 for the season. Uh, Andre Gray, Andre Gray scored. He just turned on a sixpence and it squirmed past the goalkeeper. Two goals from Andre Gray gave the Hatters a 2-1 win at Macclesfield whilst rivals Cambridge lost 1-0 at home to Alfreton. The weather, rain becoming heavy with strong to gale force winds, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning, including misleading advice in Luton, calls for better flood defence in Wickham, and after the death of Shirley Temple, can you think of any child stars that went on and had relatively successful lives, i.e. they were happy and didn't do a load of drugs and fall off the side of a boat? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or the best way to get in touch, come on, give me a phone call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A pregnancy advice centre in Luton has been accused of giving misleading and alarming information about abortion. A Daily Telegraph reporter went to the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service posing as a worried mum-to-be, only to be told terminations increase the risk of all the cancers because they stop nature rolling along nicely. Yeah, it sounds like sound medical advice, doesn't it? If you go to the uh, the Telegraph's uh, um, uh, website and have a little look at the footage on there, it really is uh, quite incredible. Sadly, we've not been able to get hold of uh, Alma, despite repeated attempts to uh, get them to come on the show or give us a statement and give them their rights of reply. Joined now by Laura Hurley from Brooke, which provides sexual health advice and contraception to young people. Morning, Laura. Morning. Terminations, quote, increase the risk of all the cancers. They stop nature rolling along nicely. When you hear things like that, what, how does that make you feel? Well, obviously, it's, it's missing. This isn't anything that's supported by any of the major cancer organisations. Cancer research will tell you abortion doesn't increase a woman's risk of breast cancer. Um, but certainly it's something that we've heard um, more than once in our work, um, looking at the information that comes out from these centres. 
Um, and he mentioned one centre that The Telegraph had uncovered. Um, our own report, which came out yesterday, um, is an in-depth investigation of CPCs in the UK. Um, and we identified about 135 um, and mystery shopped 33 of those. Um, and actually, a couple of those we mystery shopped also mentioned this, this imaginary risk of breast cancer too. It's quite worrying, isn't it? If, if a woman is, is looking for advice about pregnancy or about whether, you know, d- d- she wants to have an abortion or not, I, I would imagine that some women are in quite an emotional state. To be given advice like this is very dangerous, isn't it? Certainly, yeah. And as a young people's charity, we're concerned about young people um, who, are, who are more likely to end up at these centres. You know, you could just um, have a look online. You might not have people you could talk to about being pregnant um, and come across one of these centres, which are um, very reasonable. So um, the one you mentioned is called the Central London Women's Centre. Um, you know, that, that sounds like a women's clinic that mm. would give you good information. Um, but certainly when you, when you do a bit of digging and reading, um, you can see that they, they do have a particular ethos that's driving them. And we, we, when we were speaking to uh, the Telegraph earlier on this morning, they were implying that it, it could be a kind of a, a pro-life Christian kind of background is that does that tally up with what you found yes for that center um i would say that that's accurate that's run by a religious organization very clear about being anti-abortion um i say very clear not clear in the uh, um itself necessarily um but when you look on their website and look around a little bit um the other centers that we visited belong to a range of organizations they're not always um religious organisations um, and they're not always outwardly anti-abortion um, but certainly that is that is the agenda for some of them. How is someone supposed to know where to go for, for impartial advice? Yes, it, it can seem tricky. I mean, really people should be um, using local health services to find out where there's good information. If somebody did want to um, have support with pregnancy decision-making or talk to someone about their choice, um, there are services which can do that. You can find them online. The Family Planning Association has a great tool where you can type in your postcode and find sexual health centres. Um, and also, of course, Brooke provides services for young people. We can provide pregnancy counselling for young people for free um, at our centres across the country as well. Is there any regulation for these kind of centres? Um, no, because they're counselling centres and oh. counselling itself isn't really regulated. Um, Organisations can be members of an organisation called the BACP, um, which stands for British Association of Counselling and Psychotherapy. Um, but again, they don't, they don't have to be. They can just practice um, without being... So I, I, could set, I could set up an abortion advisory clinic today, could I, if I fancied it? You could. I'd want you to come on up person have a little um oh, <laughs> think I, about can i just say i'm not intending sure had evidence-based information yes i'm not i'm not intending to don't don't panic okay. but it, it, it would be that simple <laughs> for me to put an ad online and and i could start giving advice to young women about abortions whether i knew anything about it or not in a sense if you were just forming one of these counseling centers yeah. um i mean most of them belong to particular networks um and but they're individual charities so you you know they would set up a charity right um, and and go through that process. So there is that process. Um, Laura, if people want if people want to get in touch with Brooke, how how can they go about doing that? Um, they can look at the Brooke website, which is just www.brooke.com. Sorry. Yes. Um, and I know we've also got a centre in Brooke Milton Keynes as well. So um, 
that's a that's a great resource for people. Sorry, your line just dropped Lovely. out for a second. Is it brook.com? Dot com, sorry, okay, yes. That's brilliant. But Laura, thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now we did give the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service in Luton a rep- right to reply this morning, but uh, they didn't bother responding to our request for an interview, which is uh, is disappointing to say the least. But if someone from the service is listening to us, you can always give us a call and come on and put forward your side of the argument. I'm sure uh, you think you have a, a, a good argument to uh, have a reason why you're giving out um, misleading, uh, untrue medical advice. Just a reminder: the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service uh, told a uh, worried mum or someone pretending to be a worried mum to be terminations increase the risk of all the cancers and they stop nature rolling along nicely 08459 455555 call 08459 455555 BBC 3 Counties Radio Luke's in Henlow morning Luke Oh, good morning. How Luke, are you? Well, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Now, listen, Shirley Temple passed away. If I'm completely honest, Luke, I thought she died about ten years ago. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, it's one of those deaths. You go, oh, that's sad. Oh, hang on a minute. I thought she was dead anyway. But uh, she was a successful child star, and she had a successful life. Yep. We can't think of many other child stars that that uh, followed that example. Can you? I've got two. Go on. Okay, Aled Jones, and the other one's Drew Barrymore. All right. Okay. Now, Aled Jones. Yep. I'm not convinced that he was really a massive child star. Catherine? In this country... Well known, yes, but not not Hollywood star. Child, well, doesn't it? With all the pressures no, that come with no, it. No, 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 Catherine. It doesn't need. We didn't say Hollywood star. We said but, child but star. But it needs to be at that level. Uh, no, I think Ali Jones. I think Ali Jones is acceptable. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one ride. Well, Bonnie Langford then. Okay, Bonnie Langford. There we go. You just thought of another one. But I don't think they've got the same amount of pressure on them that someone like, for example, but Natalie Wood would have had. Bonnie Langford was a young child who was in Just William with Dennis Waterman and various other programmes, and she pulled through. She pulled through. She came out the other side. That's what we're asking for, isn't it, Luke? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I understood. Uh, exactly. You see, that's what you understood. I'm on Luke's side. Hey, don't this. gang up on me. I'm, hey. just, I'm just trying to help. Uh, and Drew Barrymore, we, uh, I'm not... Uh, Drew. E.T. Yeah, E.T. She had a very tough time very early on. She was, um, yes, a wild child. No, I'm going to allow Drew Barrymore. Because she's turned it around. She's turned it around and she's become a fabulous actress. She is fabulous now. And director. Well, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Luke? Yes, sir. All right, Luke, calm down. It sounds like you've got a little bit of a thing for the Drew Barrymore. Nah, unfortunately not. Well, at least I don't tell the wife. Good lad. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, we'll have that. 08459 455 555. No, of course we'll have Bonnie Langford. Of course we'll have Bonnie Langford. She was a big star. What else was she in? She did Just William. She was one of those irritating singing and dancing girls that I really didn't have much time for. As, uh, uh, as a young man. Didn't really do very much for me. Jackie Coogan, says Kyle. Who on earth is Jackie Coogan? Who's Jackie Coogan? Not a, not a clue who that is. Mind you, I'm, I'm only 40. Maybe she was a bit before my time. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call about that. Uh, child stars that had successful lives. And also... I am fascinated by these names. Page three of the uh, sign. You have to look out there because uh, Miley Cyrus is, um, is, uh, is uh, yes, really. And, and it's surprisingly unpleasant. 
Anyway, below that, below those two bad boys, uh, the one of the, the boys in one direction, his mum has given birth to twins. OK, great, wonderful. She's 40, maybe a little bit too old. She's on the cusp. She's on the cusp. Uh, but she's called the twins, a boy and a girl, she's called them Ernest and Doris. Now, I kind of think... Ernest and Doris... Doris... <sighs> You can almost get away with it. Almost. But it's not... It's an old woman's name, isn't it? And Ernest? Really? Ernie? Ern? No. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. 08459 455 555. Babies with old people's names. So like you wouldn't call a baby Norman. Would you? Baby Norman? How's baby Norman? Oh, he's doing the accounting. You, it, it wouldn't work. Baby Alan. You wouldn't have a baby Alan. You, baby Alan, baby Norman, baby Ernest, baby Doris. Um, Doesn't work. Mavis. Mavis. Some names have come back, haven't they? Like Mabel, Matilda. Lots of Matildas, but that's because of the musical. Oh, do you think? Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Okay. That's, that's because of the musical. Mabel, yeah, lo- I mean, lots of Alices. But a lot of them are verging. You know, the, the, the older what? names, a lot of them are verging on things you might call a cat. You, but not a child. You wouldn't call um, a child Ethel, and you wouldn't call a child Beryl. No, but I would love to call a cat Wendy or Sue. If anybody's got a cat that hasn't got a name, could Catherine name it for you? What did you? What were the names you had? Sue, Pam, or Wendy. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Catherine will name your lady cats live on air if you want. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound slow going at Junction 10 for Luton Airport and the M25 anti-clockwise really struggling between Junction 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley. The A1M southbound slow going at Junction 7 for Stevenage and taking a quick look at the speed sensors, the A5 southbound looking a bit slow as you pass Mark 8. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Scott on Twitter reminding me that Alice Jones, of course, didn't sing The Snowman on the film. Yet, uh, duh, everybody knows that. 7.16. It's Wednesday, the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. The leader of Wickham District Council has told this programme he wants politicians to learn from their visits to flood-affected areas and not just use it as a photo opportunity. And in sport, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0 and Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after a 2-1 win at Macclesfield. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. We'll talk about your partner's annoying habits this after a woman filed for divorce after just one week. I, I know I, was, I snore and I snore badly, but I can't help it. Roberto Peroni. It's Friday. Why am I even bothering to go to work today? You've got to. You never know when a doughboard suddenly appears in front of you and you've got to dive in. You need a lot of love, a bit of patience to keep a relationship going. Sometimes you have to turn a blind eye. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, should have a quick look at the front page of the papers. Yes, lots of pictures of flooding. A resident in Raysbury, Berkshire, has been hit severely by flooding. There's a picture of a, um, a lady uh, stood in her house and there's water there. 
PM's high-stakes flood pledge. Unlimited funds for flood relief, says Cameron. Army marches in, but forgets its wellies. Wow, that's a real headline. A resolute David Cameron vowed to marshal the forces of the state to tackle the flooding crisis, pledging a wider role for the army and unlimited public funds to protect families. Uh, next year, maybe the first in a century, Britain is not at war. What the? What? 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 Afghanistan exit to end the longest period any country has been continuously in conflict. The Brit- when the British forces pull down the Union Jack for the last time in Afghanistan this year, it will be a hugely symbolic moment. It is not just that the departure marks the end of 13 years of British involvement in combat. The surprise is it could also sing- signal the end of a century or more of... Or- the end of a century or more of unbroken warfare by the British forces. Wowzers. Um, so if you come into a second, let me just do a couple more of these papers. The Times. Truth about Plebgate by Number 10 Duty Officer. Mitchell was abusive, but Met Chiefs betrayed us, say key witnesses. There's a picture of that princess girl looking very, very pretty. Very, very pretty. Um, the Daily Telegraph. Uh, that princess girl again. Uh, money, no object to end flood misery. Uh, <laughs> oh, Matt. Matt! He's done it again! Oh, it never fails. Matt, the telegraph cartoonist. Has, he's managed to sum up the zeitgeist in a very simple picture. There is a gentleman walking along, wearing wellingtons. He's knee-deep in water. He's holding an umbrella. It is raining. The floods. He's walking past the gift shop. February the 14th, heart, heart, Valentine's Day. Yeah, don't forget. Nothing says I love you like a dozen sandbags. That's <laughs> what we're all thinking, isn't it? Matt, how do you do it? How on earth do you do it? Sophie Solaria. Yeah, what about her? She wants to do something about the flooding. Oh, go on, Sophie, what you got? Hiya, are you all right? Yeah, fine, how are you doing? Yeah, well, I'm a bit disappointed with my morning, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, listen, I know you didn't want to work with us this morning, but that's just how the shift has worked out, so shame on you. Deal with it. I know, I know. And then, of course, it was my uh, debut. I was sort of here for one one day only, although I am back tomorrow. And I wanted to do something, you know, quite current, quite quite interesting, so I went looking for the floods this morning. Okay, yeah, Yeah, okay, what have you found? well, I don't want you to think that this report is in any way trivialising the weather or indeed the floods, but I have been looking for some in the three counties all morning and so far <clears throat> I haven't found many. How, well, you, so, see, you, haven't, you haven't found many. How many have you found? Uh, none yet. Oh, you haven't found any floods? Not, no. So I started my morning by travelling to Watford because mm. a little bird told me that there was uh, water being pumped into Exchange Road and surrounding areas. So got there just after 6.30, uh, travelled around the ring road for about, I don't know, a total of three times looking for uh, flooding or indeed a large puddle at this point. Um, nothing. So I am now in Aylesbury. I was told that there was water here. Right. Uh, Brisbane Way in Aylesbury I'm in now. It is beautiful today in Aylesbury and dry as a bonio. Right, dear listener, uh, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Sophie Solaria needs to get wet. Where can she go to get wet this morning? She's in Aylesbury. There's, there's going to be floods in Aylesbury. I have, uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Are you yeah, sure you're... Hey, listen, Sophie, are you sure you're not just parked up in the car park having a, uh, an apple or something? I'm in a really... I have had an apple. I'm not going to lie to you. However, I had it in Aylesbury at about five past seven. Oh, 
Um, I'm on Chapman Close right now. I think our colleague Jeff uh, Doyle was here a little bit a few days ago. You, you oh, got to fine. smell it, yes. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's dry. There is a lady right. walking up towards me now. Go, on, so go and see if she's been wet recently. Bear with me one second. Excuse me, madam. Have you been wet in any way around Aylesbury? Has it been wet around here? Has it been flooding? It's been flooding here on this road. Right, okay, thanks so much. Yeah. I'm in the wrong place, Ian. Oh, well, ask her where to go! She said go round the roundabout and up the other way. I'm going to have a little look around. Go round the roundabout, up the other way, and try and find some floods. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You you will. I just want to eat my banana and finish my coffee. No, don't eat... Oh, for goodness sakes. Have a word with her off Have a word with her off Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. Um, let's speak to Doris. Doris. Yes. Hello, Doris. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. What can I do for thee? Just wanted to say that my name is Doris, and I'm an old woman. Yes, it's an old woman's name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I must. I've got two cousins, that are a boy and a girl too. And are they both called Doris? No, one was Billy and one was Molly. Now, Molly, Molly's a great name. Yeah. Is it short for Melanda? Oh, I don't know. I think it's short for uh, Molanda. But... They're older than me anyway. So, Doris, I'm going to guess you're, um, 86. Oh. Older or younger? Older. 92. 93. 92 next month. Oh, fantastic. Well done you, Doris. Yeah. Would you would you like to see the the name Doris being reintroduced? Would you like to see a baby yeah, Doris? I would. Really? Yeah. It's a strange name. Were there lots of Dorises when you were growing up? No, I hadn't heard of them then. No. Do you know what Doris means? No. Isn't it? Uh, doesn't it mean? I've always been told this. It's it's um, the keeper of the biscuits. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. Good, I am. Do you like? Do I you, do love a biscuit. Do you, do you do you like a good hobnob? Yeah. Yeah. I like a hobnob, but my favourite biscuit of all time is um, the custard cream. Yeah. Basic, simple, isn't it? Nice and yeah. simple. Yeah. Doris, you sad to see um, Shirley Temple go? Oh, I remember her, yeah. Yeah. You know what wonderful little girl she was. She was very talented, wasn't she? Oh, she was. And, she was marvellous. And lucky that she, um, you know, she kind of managed to, to keep on the straight and narrow after her success. Yeah. Doris, whereabouts are you? Stevenage. Have you had any floods in Stevenage? Yeah. What, has, has, have they nothing, effect- nothing bad, though. Just further roads with Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's a nuisance, isn't it? You, yeah. you up to anything today, Doris? Are you staying and keeping warm? Oh, I can't walk. I'm on a walking frame. Oh, bless you. Well, you just stay in. Keep listening to BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, well, hang on a second. Two, good, two brothers, uh, cousin, uh, nieces and nephews that look after me, so I'm very, very lucky. Well, good for them. I think my producer, Catherine, wants to say something. I hang want on. to tell you what Doris means. It's got nothing to do with biscuits. I I'm thought it was surprised. the keeper of the biscuits. No, I think you're confusing that with Edmund. Oh, yeah. Um, as a girl's name, it's pronounced Doris. It's of Greek origin, and the meaning is from Doris, which is an area in Greece, and it's the feminine form of Dorian. Oh, so you're Greek. <laughs> You're a bit Greek, yes. Doris. <laughs> hey, listen, have a lovely day. Thanks for your phone call, Doris. That lady who just had two children, all my wishes. We will pass them on. You're a very lovely lady, Doris. Have a great day and we'll speak yes. to you soon. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. There you go. 
What a lovely lady. Youngsters, take note. Hoodies, drug abusers and boozers, take note. What would Doris do? What would Doris do? We're going to get a little... Just think. Next time you're, you're light, lighting up a bong or, um, you know, trying to score some Alco Pops, just think, what would Doris do? She would do neither of those things. Was she nice? Lovely. Well, absolutely delightful. Thank you, Doris. You made my day. Uh, Steve. Hello. Yes, Steve. What can we do for you? Flooding in Aylesbury. Oh, yes. Right, uh- Football Club. We sent our Muppet reporter out, Sophie Solaria, and she's been absolutely... Oh, she's, oh, she's on the line. Sophie, I do apologise. I didn't realise you were there. Sorry, I was choking on a croissant. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sophie, Steve has got somewhere for you to go. Well, listen, I went round the no, corner. No, no. Steve, 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 Steve. Hello, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went round the about and up the way. It's not actually very wet here either. Yeah, try Ellsbury try Football Club. What, inside it? Yeah, the, well, the picture's been underwater for about six weeks. Go. I haven't, I haven't got an umbrella, and it has oh. just started raining. I literally couldn't care less, Is Sophie. It See, outside, or It's not? a football pitch underwater. Yeah. It's hey, outside. Hey, oh. Haywards hey, hey, Way, just up towards the new Berryfields Estate. Right, OK, it's really wet. I'll go up there yeah. in the car and see what I can see. Steve, excellent stuff. Sophie, oh dear. Ruth's in High Wycombe. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning. Oh dear, you, you see what we're having to deal with this morning. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it hard work? Oh, terrible. What can I do for you, Ruth? Um, Sophie wants to go to Todd Close in Ellsbury. Todd Close, OK. Todd Close. I think it's on the Fairford Lees estate. Yeah. Um, the pictures I've seen have been, um, they're completely underwater. Oh, blimey. Um, I think my sister-in-law lives on oh, the as well. Oh, dear. Um, but failing that, Marlowe. <laughs> Who's that in the background? That's Jez. Jez! My husband. Yeah. Can't we send Jez to Marlowe? Um, no, he can't drive, unfortunately. But if you send a car for him, then he can... He can't drive? No, he's partially sighted. Oh, OK. Right, well, in that case, I'll let him off. But, I mean, <laughs> still, if you know, if, if the roads are quiet... He, he, has, he never, has he never had a little go? Uh, um, no. There's a great story about Stevie Wonder... Oh, right. I'm sure you're always completely blind. Yes. And I think this is a true story. I like to believe it's a true story. He lives in this, this, this house, OK, in the country, and he's got a, a drive from the gate to his front door. It's about two miles long, OK? It's quite a windy road. Mm. And he has learnt the route. You know, he's learnt, he's learnt how to drive it, kind of by, by um, hearing it and by feeling it and by memory. Right. And so whenever guests come to his house, this is true, whenever guests come to his house, he greets them and he drives them up the drive and they're all sat there going, flipper, next, Stevie Wonder's driving us and he, dri- he drives them up there. Yeah, and Jez has said if Stevie Wonder can drive, so can he. Tell you what, Jez has got my permission to go out in a car. No, he hasn't at all, no. (laughs) Oh, God, no, thank you. Uh, Ruth, listen, thank you very much for those tips. We'll make sure Sophie gets them. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. What a nice uh, little rash of phone calls there from some delightful people. Uh, Where can Sophie go in Aylesbury that's wet? Child stars that uh, have had, had successful lives. And by successful lives, you don't mean money or they've carried on with their film career, but that they've um, just not fallen over the side of a boat or collapsed in a druggy heap somewhere. They've, they've, they've lived. 08459 455 555. And also Doris and Ernest as names for children in 2014? Wow. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M1 southbound slow going at junction 10 for Luton Airport and the M25 anti-clockwise really struggling at the moment between junction 27 for the M11 and 24 for Potter's Bar. Also looking slow between 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley. The A1M southbound also struggling on the sensors through the Stevenage junctions 8 and 7. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. It follows an investigation by the Daily Telegraph, who sent an undercover reporter to the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service. The Met Office is warning that flood-affected areas in southern England could see a month's worth of rain in the coming days. In Aylesbury, a mobile information centre opens this morning for residents on the Willows Estate, which suffered flooding at the weekend. And the Barnfield Federation, the Bedfordshire education chain, which is under investigation by two government departments, has appointed a new temporary chief executive. It's understood to be Dame Jackie Fisher, who turned around a college in the north of England. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wins for Watford and Luton last night, a draw for Wickham. In the Championship, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0 at Vicarage Road with the first half goal from Troy Deeney. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. We, we've, t- we've taken a vital three points, obviously, after uh, uh, you know picking up a solid point at uh, Leicester and uh, the previous game obviously winning against Brighton so you know it's a nice little uh, continuation of that little mini run In League 2 Wickham picked up a much needed point with a one-all draw at home to Fleetwood Stuart Lewis scored the goal for Gareth Ainsworth's side You know there's no coincidence that the goals he's been getting now from the edge of the box that was that was a cracker tonight you know the volley and uh, the skipper ended our home goal drought uh, unfortunately we couldn't hold on for three points but uh, I think the signs and positive signs are there a lot of people have come up to me and said great performance we changed the formation and, uh, and it seemed to work a treat tonight. Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after two goals from Andre Gray gave them a 2-1 win at Macclesfield whilst rivals Cambridge lost 1-0 at home to Alfreton. Here's Hatter's manager John Still. Sometimes you've got to come away dig in and work your socks off and you know everyone do a bit more and that's what we've done today. Did we play great attacking football? No. But you know what? I look around at the team and I can't point a finger at anyone that hasn't done everything they can. Premier League leaders Chelsea drew one all at West Brom. Tonight's matches include Arsenal at home to Manchester United, Manchester City versus Sunderland, Newcastle versus Tottenham and Fulham at home to Liverpool. In Conference South, the matches for Bishop Stortford and Boreham Wood were both postponed, as was Hemel Hempstead's Southern League Premier Division game at home to Stourbridge. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. After the death of um, uh, Shirley Temple, we're talking about um, child stars that made it, that survived their life. Okay, and kind of, you know, had happy um, lives. Paul Scoynes has has emailed me saying Petula Clark. Well, Petula Clark wasn't that um, famous. She's not a child star. She may have been, but she was more famous for singing Downtown. Wasn't she? She was more famous for that than for um, being a child star. So, no, she doesn't count in the slightest. 
She doesn't count in the slightest, sir. We're having none of that. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Should uh, you wish to give us a call, uh, you're more than welcome to. Uh, Bob's in High Wycombe. Morning, Bob. Good morning. Bob, what have you got for us, sir? Uh, I've got Donny Osmond. Oh, yeah, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you Donny Osmond, because he was, he was about nine or something, wasn't he? Um, no, no, no idea. I know he was young. He was very young, and he um, he's still very popular with a certain age of lady. Uh, he was kind of like the white version of, well, the, the slightly whiter version of, of Michael Jackson, wasn't he? The, 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 the Jacksons were big, and then the, kind of the Osmonds came out afterwards, didn't they? That's right, yeah. And uh, what what did Donny Osmond sing? He wasn't Longhead Lover from Liverpool. That was Jimmy Osmond. Uh, I've no idea. Oh. Um, my, my, my big sister, she was a big fan, but I, I didn't really listen to her. I was a big fan of Marie Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, thank you very much indeed. Catherine, you're of, you're of a certain age. Can't believe you don't know this. What? All right, I'll give you the first first bit and you'll complete the rest. Yeah. And they called it... Puppy Love! <laughs> Yeah. I've got quite a nice voice, haven't I? That was a bit Tom Jones-ish in places. Yeah. But good, good Tom Jones's or bad Tom Jones's? Um, yeah, the good one! OK. I have got quite a nice voice. Yeah. That huh? might not have been the best example. Wowzers. But Julia Clark doesn't count as a child star, does she? What's Paul Scoyne's banging on about? I think she might. No, she doesn't. Downtown was in her um, uh, 30s. No, but she was famous before that, wasn't she? Doesn't matter. She was more famous as an adult, so we're eliminating that one. He may know his Barnfield, he doesn't know his child stars. That Paul Scoyne's. Steve! Hello. Yeah, yeah, Steve, what have you got for us? I've got Christian Bale and Kirsten Dunst. Hang on a second, Christian Bale? What, what was he in, the Double Deckers or something? He was in Emperor of the Sun. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going. having him. I'm not having him. Why? He was well because he wasn't really a child star. He wasn't. There weren't people with posters of Chris, young Christian Bale up on their wall. He's more famous, of course, um, as uh, for swearing at a sound man on the set of the Batman, isn't he? <laughs> that's what. That's what he's for. He's he's a good actor, though. I do like Christian Bale. Have you seen this American Hustle that he's in? I haven't, not yet, no. I, I, I like the look of it just because I like the poster, because he's got kind of like a sort of uh, comb over, and I think that's a very bold move for him to make. But uh, I'm not going to allow Christian... And, and Kristen, Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. What was she in as a child? Um, interview with a vampire. Steve, I respect your phone call. I appreciate your phone call. Please call again. I'm not going to allow those into the Child Star Hall of Fame. They're kind of more famous as adults, aren't they? Really? It's not an exact science here. Some of you may be shouting at the radio. Good for you. 08459 555 555 is the uh, uh, telephone number uh, if you want to give us uh, a call. Jane is in Aylesbury. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Ian. Are you flooded, Jane? I'm no, I'm not. You're not actually. wet this morning? Pardon? Are you wet this morning? No, not yet. Okay, right. Okay. Well, don't. <laughs> if you go out, make sure you've got your wellies on. Absolutely. Make sure you've got. My wife was, was wearing my wellies, right? Yeah. And then guess where she left them, Jane? In the car? No, outside. <laughs> so it rained on them, so now I've got wet wellies. Oh, Thanks a lot, the current Mrs. Lee. <laughs> Jane, what have you got for me? Right, Donny Osmond started off when he was four. Sorry? Donny Osmond started off when he was four. Are you eating, my love? Sorry? Are you eating? No. Oh, okay. I just got up. All right. All right, Jane. 
don't blame it on me that the, the, the day is broken and you've woken. And you're not soaking in no. the bath. Donny often starts off for four with his brothers on Andy Williams. Yeah. And Petula Clark was a child star in the 1940s. 20s. But what did she 30s. do as a child? She was a singer. She was in um, 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 vaudeville and things like that. If you, if you Google Petula Clark, you'll find that she starts off when she was about seven. Who was Mary Poppins? Julie Andrews. Right, okay. I always confuse the two. I always confuse Julie Andrews and Mary uh, and um, <laughs> Petula Clark. Okay. So Petula Clark hasn't really done a lot then, has she? She did Downtown. Yeah. And that's it? No. Well, uh, no, she's done quite a few. It's just Downtown is the only one she's known for. Oh, well, so that's... Well, well I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying she only recorded the one song, Downtown, <laughs> and left it at that. She thought, wow, I'm yeah. never going to beat that. Let's stop now. I'm sure she recorded other songs, but that's all she's famous for, isn't it? Um, yeah, but if, if you ask uh, the older generation about Petula Clark, they'll remember her as being on TV at about seven, eight. What, in the evening? In the age, you silly boy. Now, Jade, listen, I'm not having this one, Jane. Listen, Jade has tweeted me, what about Macaulay Culkin? Oh, dear. Yeah. There's a yeah. car crash if ever there was one, isn't yes, it? Yes, absolutely. What he did to, um, uh, who's the wee fella in uh, Home Alone? Him. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. What he did to Joe Pesci yeah. in terms of smacking him in the face and getting him to fall over on uh, marbles and stuff is pretty much what he did to his own life, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I can't give you anything else. Okay. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Jane. Okay. Ta ta. Bye. Right, Sophie Solaria, where are you now? Well, uh, Ruth sent me to Todd Close in Aylesbury. That's correct. We had a phone call from Ruth. She's uh, sent you there. She said it was going to be wet, wet, wet. Yeah. Live in concert at the Royal Albert Hall. Is no, it? No, no. Oh. No. It's, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, it is raining. Yeah. And I, I very much believe that maybe if it keeps raining, yeah. some of it will be underwater. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm on it now. And it's as dry as a bonio. And you've walked, you've walked all the way up and down it. I've walked to the end of the road and back. Yeah, okay. And there's no floods. There's a small puddle. I'm thinking this is some kind of conspiracy by the media. (laughs) This is a conspiracy. I'm happy to go to Aylesbury Football Club, like Steve suggested, just as a check. Do it, do it. I want you walking on that football pitch. It's raining, Ian. Have I discussed this with you? Made, I, don't, I literally couldn't care less about the rain, Sophie. My, my licence fee, when I remember to pay it, is uh, paying you to do my bidding. And my bidding is, off they go to the football pitch. Now. OK, see ya. Ta-ta. Uh, is this some kind of conspiracy that actually there's not really any flooding? It's all smoke and mirrors, dear listener. No eight four five nine four double five five double five. Is she in the right place? She's in Aylesbury. We've been told that Aylesbury is flooded. And yet Sophie is unable at the current time to find any flooding scenarios. What on earth is going on? 08459 455 555. Keen to... We're not making light of this. We are a little bit. Uh, Keen to hear your stories about flooding. How has it affected you? Uh, has it affected your home? Has it affected your work, your street, the way you get to work? Do let us know. 08459 555 is the uh, telephone number. You can also give me a call about child stars. The uh, news that Shirley Temple passed away yesterday at the age of 80. 
Um, we're trying to find child stars that managed to uh, uh, adjust to their lives. Macaulay Culkin, uh-uh. Donny Osmond, yes. Michael Jackson, I don't think so. Dougie Milton Keynes. Doug, what have you got? Helen Shapiro. Uh, yeah, she was about 12, wasn't she, when she had a hit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the only one and only hit, I know. Walking um, back to happiness. Whoop, whoop, oh, yeah. One, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Cliff Richard as well. He wasn't a child star. Well, he was about 13, when he was 16, so I don't know. Well, hang on a minute. <laughs> what, when he, when, he had, when he had a hit with Move It? Yeah, well, about 16. No, no, no. I, I gotta, no. Right, we're going to find Cliff Richard. Um, let's have a little look. We're going to go to the home of the made-up fact, Wikipedia. <laughs> Literally anything on there could be complete and utter nonsense. Um, childhood now, but no, for success and stardom. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm hanging. Hang on. Hang on. So he had his hit was about num- 1958. Move it, and he was born in. He was 18 years old. I'm still a child. No, I'm he's 54. A, he's a man. 18 years old. He's a man, <laughs> and he still looks 18 now. He doesn't. He's got the neck of a leathery turkey, hasn't he? He has, not he? <laughs> I, I was in my local Tesco's last night, and they were selling all their calendars off cheap. Their 2014 calendars off cheap. And there's a Cliff Richard one there. Oh, my... It, it, I mean, seriously, Cliff, pack it, it, pack it in now, mate. Did you buy it from Mrs Lee, then? I, I, I don't dislike her that much yet, Doug, <laughs> but it's certainly a weapon in my arsenal. Thank you, Doug. Seriously, I, I mean, listen, I've got a lot of respect for Cliff. He's 73 years old, OK, and he's done some cracking songs, but pack it up, pack it in, let it begin, Cliff. It's time to hang up the toop and hang up the mic... It's all over. Frank St. Milton Keynes. Morning, Frank. Morning. What have you got for me, sir? Oh, the most obvious one. Go Bonnie on. Bonnie Langford. Who? Bonnie Langford, Dancing on Ice. Yeah, no, we, we mentioned Bonnie Langford. Jeff Williams series. Yes, Carolo- uh, Caroline. Catherine was going to poo-poo Bonnie Langford. And I said, no, no, she has to be in. She was a child star. Oh, and she's. Uh, I've met her. She's a very well-adjusted... Can I speak... Can I speak man-to-man with you, Frank? Well, I don't know about L- that. Let's, let's see. Let's see where we go, OK? And if you've got children, you might want to put your fingers in your ears. This could get a little bit adult, right? You see Bonnie Langford on TV, does nothing for me, doesn't interest me, didn't appeal to me at all. I met Bonnie Langford once, Frank. She was a sexy lady. Yeah, she's very tiny. I've met her as well. She, did, you, did you get... And again, I don't want to be too blue. We have got young ears listening. But there was a certain... Um, there was a certain vibration coming from her, wasn't there? She's got the X Factor, yeah. Hasn't she just? Frank, yeah. thank you very much indeed. I, honestly, Catherine. I can believe it. That on TV, I mean, she, she ruined Doctor Who. She was Colin Baker's uh, assistant. Well, she ruined it. She didn't have a hard job, really, did she? But uh, I like that one. Was that the one where they're in the flats and the old ladies are eating each other? I've no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Was uh, that Sylvester McCoy? When they're in cannibal flats. But when I met her... <sighs> I've spoken to her on the phone. She's very charming. She is a wonderful... She looked wonderful tonight. I'm sure she has a very similar conversation about you. I bet she does. I, do you think she does? No. Or oh, I hope she does. Do you not? Oh, I wonder if she's at home now. Um, uh, her husband's gone out to work at the office. He's probably an accountant or something boring like that. And she's just like there thinking about that time that she bumped into me very, very briefly. You were surprised by your attractiveness. Yeah, because on TV... Well, on TV, I'm quite sexy as well. But in real life, man alive, I don't know how you two control yourselves. Um... How do you two control yourselves? 
Well, you know, question. some days it's a real struggle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for you. Well the done. Thickened glass helps, doesn't it? What on your glasses? Wow. You mean between the studio walls? Yes. Okay. But also your personality. Oh, how rude. Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting around Milton Keynes on the A421, there's been an accident at Little Horwood and the M1 southbound is slow at Junction 10 for Luton Airport. The M40 northbound also struggling from the Denham roundabout to the M25. And on the M25 itself, anti-clockwise is very slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 7.45, it's uh, Wednesday the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. The leader of Wickham District Council has told this programme he wants politicians to learn from their visits to flood-affected areas and not just use it as a photo opportunity. In sport, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0 and Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after a 2-1 win at Macclesfield. 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We've got some showers around this morning, but it's really nothing compared with what's to come. We have some Met Office weather warnings in force. The first for wind, gusts of 50, 60 miles per hour likely. And also for rain, a further 15 to 20 millimetres of rain possible through quite a short space of time this afternoon as the storm starts to hit. We're really likely to see it arrive towards the west around lunchtime and then for the next two or three hours, heavy rain and very strong strong winds. The maximum temperature around 9 Celsius. Now once the main bulk of the heavy rain moves through and the squally wind, it will turn a little more showery. We're going to hang on to the breeze though through much of the night and uh, as we continue through the early hours of Thursday morning, that should fall just a little lighter. Still going to stay breezy though. It's going to be cold, particularly over the Chilterns, higher ground. We could actually see some of the showers tonight turn wintry. Maybe one or two uh, flurries of sleet and snow. The minimum temperature down to 2, maybe 3 Celsius for everyone else. There though, it could get down to around one more sheltered spots we could be seeing a touch of patchy frost so for tomorrow it's a much quieter day one or two showers around still breezy but not quite as wild as today we should see some sunshine between the showers maximum temperature for thursday eight celsius that's 46 degrees in fahrenheit as we head through to the rest of the week the stronger wind and the heavy rain likely to return again for friday thank you very much kate If you've got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation... Get this roofing company round, see if they can fix the problem and I'll pay the bill. You said, yeah, I did say that. The JVS Show fights for your rights. This conversation went round and round and round. And tackles your consumer problems. So, Roy, the question is, has he paid the bill? Yes, and he was standing there and he handed me an envelope. So I just opened the envelope and I looked inside of it. There's a cheque for £120 and that's it. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk Are you happy? Yes, I'm quite happy. I will give him my fanfare, my horn and any other problems, Roy, you know where I am. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Walter is at Centre Park. Wowzers, Walter, what are you doing there? Uh, we're working on the roof, but by the sounds of the weather, uh, I don't think we'll be on it today. <laughs> no, I, I, I bet you, uh, what you... When you say the roof, do you mean that big dome thing? Yeah, that big dome thing, yeah, that, that's the one. Wowzers. The one. How long does it take to whack that up? To whack that up, right, we should be finished. We've got to be out on the 28th of this month, but I think we could be a bit longer. Oh, oh yes, yes, weather permitting. It's going to go on yeah. for ages. Do they, what, do they have, um, are they going to leave some of the, the, the bits of the, the roof off so they can just use the natural rainwater to fill it up? <laughs> that, that would save them a few quid, wouldn't it? Oh, wouldn't it? No, it's all recycled, so. Oh, blimey, okay. Uh, and, uh, how long have you been working there for? Because that, 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 that's a huge project that's taking place. Well, we've been here. We've been here for three months. Three months now. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's a year. It's a year long. And do you get kind of like vouchers to go get cheap centre parks oh, holidays? I'm not really supposed to mention centre parks over the phone. I'm sworn to secrecy. <laughs> well, you mentioned it about a dozen times, you muppet. <laughs> of course, well, I good. can't keep a secret. Well done. Good for you, Walter. Anything else? Or are you just showing off that you've got a job? No, no. I've, I booked a lovely table for two for Valentine's night yeah. for me and the missus. Beautiful, yes. Yeah, I'm just glad she... Uh, well, I hope she can play snooker. <laughs> Walter, thank you very much indeed. That guy's crazy. Can I have a cough, please, mate? Yeah, I'd love a cough. Thank you. Walter, thank you very much. So they're going to they're gonna be late building the roof if they keep doing stuff like that, phoning up and doing gags. Chris is in Henlow talking about child stars. Morning, Chris. Good morning. Chris, what you got? I've got Michael Jackson. No. No! Yeah, 100%. No, 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 200% no. How can you say that? Because... Child star, sold millions and billions of records. Yeah, and his life was a complete shambles of court cases, drug abuse and early death. No, well, so they say, with the early death. It's a a fact. Everything I've just said is a fact. No. Yes. Yes. It's a never-never-land. Come on, that's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great, except he was going bankrupt and he was about to sell it. That's why he was booked in to do 50 gigs at the O2. His name was dragged through court whether he was guilty or not. Uh, it, his life in that respect was a shambles. And he was a drug addict who took too many drugs and, and died. All right, second one. Yeah. Justin I, Timberlake. He, was he a child star? He was, yeah. He was on that American Stars show. No, I'm not, having, through there. I'm not having that, Chris. Uh, no, next. What? Okay, uh, a bit of a car crash. Uh, was the name Britney Spears? Mm. But, yeah, she, well, she's well, she's kind of turned it around now, and now she's like a um, kind of hot middle-aged mum. Yeah, but she had the old drugs, you know, shaved yep. her head. Yeah, she did. Lady. She did shave her head, but she's managed. I tell you what, Chris. We, earlier on, I said to a gentleman, "We'll talk in ten years. Can we talk in ten years uh, and pass judgment on Britney Spears then?" Let's do that. Let's see if this is a, a, a real turnaround she's managed to pull off, uh, or if it's a sham. Go for it. Chris, thank you very much indeed. Not even Michael Jackson. Uh, no. Is he nuts? He's the, the, the prime example of it all going... Him and um, uh, the original Artful Dodger from the, the... The Artful Dodger from the film... What was his name? Not Simon Williams. Um, uh, not, uh, not Trevor Bayliss. He had a name... It was uh, Anthony Daniels. Like Dawkins or something? Simon Dawkins. Stephen Dawkins. No, he's the fella in the chair. That's Hawking. Oh, uh, I can picture it. It was in HR Puff and stuff. Um, He had a cheeky little face and heavy eyebrows. He was a Cockney fella. Simon Dawlish. Google. Oh. Uh, Mm. Paul, do you know his name? 
Jack Wilde. Yes! Dawkins, ah. like we said. Jack Wilde, yes. He was a trouble. So, very talented young man. He was. Uh, and pr- very promising career. Did um, the, the, the Oliver Twist, went to America, did that weird TV series. I think he may have even had a couple of records. And uh, then kind of ended up desolate, desolate and broken, probably on drugs, probably, I think. There was a bit of booze in his life. Very sad story anyway. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Paul, what have you got? Well, uh, uh, the first Oliver Twist in the David Lean film in the 1940s, John Howard Davies, who went on to be a big TV executive for Thames Television and so on. But the two I was thinking of was Deanna Durbin, who died last year, but she lived about 90 and was a hugely successful film star in the 30s as a child. Okay. I'm I'm unaware of her, but so she was an actress and a singer, was she, as a little kid? That's right. Wonderful. Saved Universal Studios in the 1930s from Ah, bankruptcy. Ah, yes, no, I do know that name. Okay, oh, well, she's definitely on the list. Yes, wonderful. Uh, And more recent one, Ron Howard, who was a child star before Happy Days and is now an Oscar-winning director. I'm going to give you Ron Howard. I'm going to give him Ron Howard. Hang on, Paul Scorn's political reporter is, is pulling a face as if they don't give him Ron Howard. If, Why you're, not? Not, if you're not going to give uh, Cliff, then I think you shouldn't give Ron Howard. Well, no, but, but Ron Howard was uh, famous before the uh, Happy Days, according to uh, Paul here in Borehamwood. Well, how old was he? Paul? How old well, are you? He, he, what, how old is how, Who's age do you want, Paul? Sorry. Uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Ron, Ron Howard was about six or seven. He appeared... In films, he did a TV series with Henry Fonda. He appeared in a John Wayne film. So he had a successful child career before Happy Days. Paul, we're going to have to end it there, but I'm uh, not you, Paul, that Paul. Uh, uh, Paul on, in Borenwood, not Paul Scoins in the studio. Uh, Paul in Borenwood, we're ending it there. Thank you, Paul in the studio. We're going to start this bit now. Thank you very much. Indeed. This is a, a story that has been fascinating me for a long time. The troubled Bedfordshire education chain at the heart of two government investigations has got a new chief executive, Bedford Feder- uh, Barnfield Federation, sorry, that we've been talking about for ages, which is under investigation over financial mismanagement and other allegations, has replaced the two interim chiefs with another temporary boss. Now, Paul Scoins, our political reporter, has been following this story. It's a real mess, isn't it? And it seems to be going on a lot longer than we'd expected. What's happened? Uh, Right. Well, this development, I believe, happened at the beginning of the week. Uh, Of course, this federation, we should add, is being investigated, you mentioned, by two government Mm. departments. Let's say which ones they are. The Department for Education uh, and the, uh, the Skills Funding Agency, which is coming under the guise of the Department for Business, Innovation and Skills. So those two bosses of the departments are Michael Gove, and uh, Vince Cable, respectively. So, big hitters. Now, um, the former interim chief executives were Stephen Hall and Helen Mayhew. You interviewed uh, Stephen Hall uh, back in October when this report was announced. Now, I understand that they've now returned to the roles that they were in before taking over from uh, Sir Peter Burkett. So Stephen Hall oversees the college Mm -hmm. and Helen Mayhew sort of oversees oversees the sort of academy side of things as well. Um, I've been told that their appointment to joint CEOs was always on a sort of temporary interim basis and that they were always going to return to these jobs eventually. There's another interim boss. Who's that? Do we know? Well, I understand it's somebody called uh, Dame Jackie Fisher. Now, that's been confirmed to me by several well-placed sources, but not by the Federation itself. They, they are going to issue a statement today. Now, a spokesperson did, however, confirm that there was a new chief executive in place, so we, we know that 
that much is is true. Um, I, I strongly believe it is Dame Jackie Fisher. She had uh, success running an academy chain in the north of England. That was the Newcastle College Group. She hasn't spoken much in public, Ian, since she left that post last year. But she did recently speak out against Ofsted mm. in a magazine article. That's not the first time she's had a run-in with inspectors. When she was in charge in Newcastle, Ofsted inspectors were asked to leave in the middle of an inspection due to, quote, troubling incidents um, and that uh, eventually uh, the college was downgraded from outstanding to good shortly afterwards. She sounds feisty, is that a fair summary? I think that is and bearing in mind that we've never spoken to her before I had a quick call around some uh, education people yesterday and there, I, I was alerted to this article from the Times Education Supplement back in 2004 um, and they had some quotes of, of, of colleagues uh, about what she was like. And uh, completely ruthless. She takes no prisoners. Following her is like walking across a battlefield. There are arms and legs strewn everywhere. And in that article, she herself was quoted saying, well, I don't know about ruthless, it's, but it is not my way to go around cuddling people. I have never suffered fools gladly. In fact, I don't suffer fools at all. Uh, she went on to say that I wouldn't describe myself as a tolerant person. And she's very clear in terms of what mm. she wants. Uh, and, and she likes to be done things to be done to a very high standard. She does sound like a turnaround specialist, actually, which, which perhaps is, is perhaps what the college needs at the moment. Uh, she took this college from dysfunctional, her words, to outstanding. Those are the words of Ofsted. So, um, you know, she has been, she has been sort of a, a hard hitter. It would, it would definitely seem. The unions, uh, I'm told, almost celebrated when she left. Uh, and uh, those, They did respect the fact mm. that she had changed, you know, things around, but they, they didn't like her methods. Um, and I think, you know, she did say after in that interview that uh, you can't always expect the staff to go along with you when you're making hard decisions. Uh, finally, because we're running out of time, but the, mm. the, the, this report, these reports that we keep talking uh, uh, about, they're dealing with the college, its finances, another one dealing with the Federation and how it relates to the academies. When are they coming out? <laughs> well... Your guess is as good as mine still, I'm afraid. November, uh, wasn't it? The one was due, I think. Well, one was due in, I think it was December, wasn't it? When we first spoke in, in, in October about this, um, it, was, uh, it was going to be six weeks. And mm. then uh, I was told quite reliably it was going to be last Friday. Then I was told it was going to be another two weeks. Then I was told it was going to be another six weeks. And then on Monday I was told, again, quite reliably, that it was going to be later this week. Mm. So I just don't know. The official line is... It will come out soon from the two government departments. Paul Scoynes, this story keeps rumbling on, and, and it, 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 I just find it fascinating. Paul, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, there's been an accident on the A421 around Little Horwood. And in Uxbridge, there are queues on the A40 eastbound. That's between the Swakeleys roundabout and Gypsy Corner. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Still looking for child stars. We're trying to find floods for Sophie Solaria to go to. She's in Aylesbury. She can't find any floods. Where should she go? We'll find out after the news with Simon. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. The headlines investigation into pregnancy advice centre. Wickham Council leader wants politicians to learn from flood visits. And Luton Town, six points clear. BBC Three Counties Radio. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. It follows an investigation by the Daily Telegraph, who sent an undercover reporter to the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service. The centre has refused to comment, but the Telegraph's deputy women's editor, Louisa Peacock told this programme they believe it's part of a wider agenda. We're worried that sort of the pro-life movement that's so big in America and so divisive in America as well is coming in through the back door in Britain because it, it, no one seems to sort of know what's happening here and no one could be bothered almost to look into it. The Met Office is warning that flood-affected areas in southern England could see a month's worth of rain in the coming days. In Aylesbury, a mobile information centre opens this morning for residents on the Willows estate which suffered flooding at the weekend. Conservative councillor Richard Scott, the leader of Wickham District Council, told Ian he hoped the visiting politicians were taking notice. My, my estimate on these, I'll take on this, is that uh, it's uh, a learning curve for them. Come and see the reality. Don't just watch the TV pictures. Come and come down, talk to the residents, see people's uh, houses that have been flooded. Um, so yes, they, they do come down uh, and they do get some photo ops, but really I hope they're learn- taking it as a learning exercise. The Barnfield Federation, the Bedfordshire education chain, which is under investigation by two government departments has appointed a new temporary chief executive. It's understood to be Dame Jackie Fisher, who turned around a college in the north of England. More from Paul Scoynes. I've been told Jackie Fisher has taken over the role, which was shared between directors Stephen Hall and Helen Mayhew. They've returned to the roles they previously held in the organisation. Jackie Fisher was the head of the Newcastle College Group and has been credited for achieving an outstanding Ofsted rating, though the college was later downgraded to good. The appointment has not been confirmed by the group. A survey suggests the cut in housing benefit for social housing tenants, judged to have spare bedrooms, has pushed more than a third of those affected into rent arrears. The National Housing Federation has criticised what it calls the bedroom tax, but Edith Ball from Milton Keynes Council says the measure isn't causing significant issues there. The signs are pretty good that people are coping in all honesty, whereas there was a fear that, you know, there'd be many evictions and so on. We have not seen that. If I look at evictions overall in Milton Keynes, we've had 58 so far this year due to rent arrears. That compares with 50 last year, but I have 1,600 affected by bedroom tax. In sport, a first-half goal from Troy Dean. He gave Watford a 1-0 win at home to Birmingham. Wickham drew one all at home to Fleetwood. And John Stills Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after two goals from Andre Gray gave them a 2-1 win at Macclesfield. Sometimes you just need that winning mentality. And when it got tough today, the mentality was a winning mentality. You know, block the shots, you know, stop the crosses, get your head on the crosses, get it away. The weather, rain becoming heavy with strong to gale force winds, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up to four minutes past eight... Wednesday morning. Lots to get through. Isn't it funny? Dead quiet on the phones yesterday, and we had some good stuff to talk about, and we throw out a load of nonsense like child stars that have had successful lives, and the phones go bonkers. I'm not complaining. Keep calling with them, please. Other things we're talking about this hour include misleading abortion advice in Luton and calls for better flood defence in Wickham. 
Well, our reporter, Sophie Solaria, is out and about trying to find some floods. She's struggling. I think she's in Aylesbury at the moment. What will she come up with? We'll let you know shortly. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Got a nice cup of coffee in the dirtiest cup I've ever seen in my life. But do you know what? It tastes sweet as. It tastes sweet as uh, cherry wine. 08459 455 555. Keen to get your flood stories. How has the flood uh, affected you? Isn't it interesting how uh, the government seemed to be taking a bit more interest now it's in the southeast? Well, it was the southwest. Sorry, guys, you're going to have to fend for yourselves. Now it's Windsor. Now it's where the Queen lives. Oh, they're steaming straight in there. Trevor's in Bletchley. Morning, Trevor. No, it's Howard, actually. <laughs> what? what? Where did Trevor come from? I've got Trevor on my screen. Who, are you? who, who, who can I call uh, you? Well, are you in Bletchley? I am. Right. Well, can we call you Trevor? Just because it says Trevor on my screen and it's easier All to right. remember. I'll call you John, then. OK, but you're claiming your name is Howard. That's correct, mate. But you answered when I said Trevor. <laughs> well, she called me Trevor and I went there. Well, maybe... Anyway. OK, well, let's, anyway. let's pretend you're Trevor Howard, the, the actor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's it. That's a good one. Yeah, Tre- go Tre- on. Trevor Howard, what can we do for you? Yeah. Nice one. Go on, then. Well, you go on, then. <laughs> all right. Floods. Yes. Um, they've all gone in there, I was Oh, have they? Hmm. Well, as far as I'm aware... Off sea. Well, with the Sophie's there. The Sophie's I had a, is. I, I had a, I've got a brook behind my house. Show off. Now, on, on the uh, Friday last week, yes, uh, it got that bad. The actual water was up to near my back door from the, from the brook, um, and now it's all just, just, just but, gone. But it managed. You, 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 it didn't get into your house or anything. No, it was close. Were, it you, was were close. you starting to panic a bit? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was in, um, on that same day, I was down in Somerset, um, on the levels, down yeah. at Bridgewater, and that is absolutely horrendous down yeah. there, mate. Oh, it's Some of the photos we've seen have even, you know, places like Windsor and in the southwest. It's incredible. It's up to people's waists. Why would you... And there are people walking through that stuff up to their waists. Oh, God. There'll be no, poo no. and um, no, sanitary no. products and rats, all kinds no. of horrible things in that water. Yeah. But the thing is, though, that, that floods every year like that. Not, not as bad, but it does flood. Oh. It does flood that, but, you know, quite badly. But, I mean, obviously, with the weather we've had this year, it's exceptional. Trevor but, Howard, thank you very much indeed. His name's not Trevor, it's Howard. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, okay, we, we'll change that. We'll amend our records. No, we can. We, we, Trevor's not. Trevor suits him. We've had word through from the council in Aylesbury. The oh. Willows Estate, you know, that was the one that Jeff was talking about the other day, yes. where it seemed it was not close enough to the river for it to be the river. It seemed to be a drainage yep. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you that this afternoon there is going to be more heavy rain forecast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And so at the Willows Estate in Aylesbury, which suffered surface water flooding at the weekend, they're Get going to boats. be putting up a mobile information centre. Is it, is it, does it float? Is it on stilts? I'm hoping it's mobile in that way, yeah. It's going to be set up in Briskman Way from today until Friday to provide residents with advice and support from the County Council and Aylesbury Vale District because do you remember we had them on and it seemed there was um, a bit of a crosstalk between them. No one quite knew who should take responsibility. They're there both was crosstalk, wasn't there? 
Yeah. There was certainly crosstalk going on. OK, so, so the, well, yes, they say mobile. That seems... Um, it's going to flood, is it? Well, that's the risk. That's the risk we all take these days. Thank you very much for that uh, update there, Catherine. Albert's on the line. Morning, Albert. Morning, Ian. Good morning, Albert. What have you got for me? Child stars. Child stars that went on to uh, successful lives. And by successful, I mean they uh, didn't fall off the back of a boat or drown themselves in drugs and misery. Well, you're never going to believe it. It's like every Wednesday... I'm probably not. You came up with a topic... And it's just, it relates to me every week. Oh. When, it's, like, it's the Wednesday in, Albert topic. We're in sync. Well. It's like you're inside me. We've, I've got four words for you. Okay. St. Winifred School Choir. Now, what did they do? Did they, did you, did they sing Grandad? Grandma. Grandma, we love you. Grandma, we do. Even though you're far away, we think of you. And someday, when we're older, we'll look back and say, There's no one quite like Grandma, she has helped us all away. Oh, that was lovely. That was a great song, great song. Who, who did Grandad then? That was Clive Dunn, wasn't it? That's Clive Dunn. Granddad. You know, you know, you know Grand when he did that song? Yeah. He was only ten. <laughs> well, he, he was. That was his act, wasn't it? Was pretending to be an old man. It was. It so was. when he was, um, was it Pike in um, Dad's Army or wherever it was in Dad's Army? Uh, oh, they don't like it often. He was in his twenties. No, that was all a myth. No, it's true. His makeup. It, no, I know he was younger than that. He was still in shorts. Now, but why have you called in about someone at Fritz School Choir? I don't think any of those have um, gone on to ah, solo success. Ah. That's where you're wrong. See, see if this pops your memory, buds. Grandma, I love you. That was me. What, you were the, you were the little girl? I, you thought it was a girl. I had long hair. My mum gave me a horrendous haircut and yes. a really high voice. Nature took a long time to take its course. I was, I was that singer. Were you Il Castrato? Yeah. Oh, blimey. I know. Well, Albert, it's amazing. And you've gone to a very successful career putting nappies on meat, haven't you? Exactly. But I tell you what, Ian, at the time, it were nothing but drugs and lollipops for me. Uh, Albert, thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, women who turn to a pregnancy centre in Luton for guidance are being given alarming and untrue advice about abortion. That's according to an undercover investigation by the Daily Telegraph, which has published footage of a consultation at the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Centre. A reporter posing as a worried mum-to-be is told abortions could be linked to breast cancer. Her trip to Luton was part of a wider investigation into the information being offered by so-called crisis pregnancy centres, which usually come from a conservative Christian perspective, which is why we thought Christina Rees might have a view. She's a member of the General Synod for the St Albans Diocese. Diocese! I can never say it, Christina! (laughs) Diocese! I could see it coming and my mind started panicking. Now, what do you think about these kind of centres that are giving untrue advice? To potential mums. Well, I, I think what I would, would want to start by saying is that uh, I'm, I'm a Christian, and as a Christian, I see life as, as a gift. Uh, our life is, is uh, you know, a, a sacred thing. And in an ideal world, no woman would ever uh, have to seek an abortion. But, we, but the world is not ideal. And for uh, a number of women, abortion is 
the better way forward. However, it's never undertaken lightly, mm. and and it's a sad thing. You know, I don't think people choose this. So when a, a woman is vulnerable, she's decided, I need to have an abortion to go to a clinic. Um, what you need at that moment is really good medical and emotional advice. You do not need someone giving you false information that is going to distress you even further and frighten you. I mean, what an awful thing to say having an abortion can lead to cancer or, or whatever else. I've, you know, I've heard some of the other things um, they've allegedly been saying. Mm. And I, I, I think that's, that's, that's really, really um, so cruel to do that to a woman who is in that state who, you know, wouldn't want to be there anyway. You don't choose to go there on your day off. Yes, if you're you know? going there, the odds are you're in a, a, a pretty troubled situation and to be given, uh, um, well, lies, basically, is unhelpful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why, you may not be able to answer this, but why do you think I mean, th- th- these people would be lying? They're coming from a very strong Christian background. Yeah, well, you see, I haven't spoken with them, so I, no, I don't know no. what they say their motivation is. My, I, I could offer a suggestion that it's probably because they think... Um, the life of every child, every human is important, therefore encourage encourage the mother to keep her baby, rather keep it, and if she cannot keep raise it, uh, raise the child herself, put it up for adoption, because there are a lot of couples who are looking for um, you know, babies to adopt, um, but you know, using scare tactics instead of genuine encouragement, and and also being upfront. I mean, if they're Christians, they should be upfront and say, "This is this is our ideological yeah. stance. This is where we're coming from. We think the better way forward would be for you to do this, and this is why. And these are you know, and, and just talk talk it through with the with the woman." Is this the kind of thing, excuse me, is this the kind of thing that some women go and talk to their priest or their vicar about? Well, I think it depends on the relationship they have with their vicar. Uh, uh, I think since women were allowed to become uh, priests, I think that has changed and a lot of women find themselves talking to their their um, vicar about, uh, you know, relationships, abortion, mm. and one um, one woman clergy friend of mine, um, she herself experienced multiple stillborns and miscarriages. I mean, she had just this awful history of not being able to produce a healthy live baby. And one of her parishioners... Um, had a had a stillborn baby and was in hospital and this woman went to visit her and she didn't even have to say anything she just walked into the hospital room um hugged the woman held the the baby and that that's all she had to do and this woman knew that her vicar Mm. had been through those experiences and the bond between them was so incredibly deep Mm. and incredibly strong and so i i think um and and Christina? Christina? Been there herself. So I I think it really depends on who your vicar is and the relationship Mm. you have with them. But hopefully that's what what vicars are there for, partly, as well as, of course, um, the professionals who give genuine medical advice um, and information about uh, what happens 
to you know what happens in in a, an abortion and the risks associated with it but genuine advice not scaremongering Christina, it's nice to talk to you. We'll, we'll speak again soon. I see that women bishops are back in the news. It could be happening this year, but we're out of time now. Christina Reese, there. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, hards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. I've had a call in from Steve on the M1 northbound. Around Junction 8 for Hemel Hempstead, there's been an accident between a van and a lorry. Uh, it's caused problems across the carriageway, so it will build up quickly there. Uh, might be some queues in a moment. The M40 northbound, slow from the Denham roundabouts to the M25. And then the M25 itself, very slow between 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. In Watford, Exchange Road has a lane close westbound between Beach and Grove and the High Street because of flooding. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 8.17, it's Wednesday the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. The leader of Wickham District Council has told this programme he wants politicians to learn from their visits to flood-affected areas, not just use it as a photo opportunity. And in sport, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0 and Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after a 2-1 win at Macclesfield. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. My geography teacher at school resurrected a jazz standard song, which was Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself to be trying to be better. I always felt that wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice. Absolutely, you've got it, you've nailed it. I am so happy, thank you. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll, I'll listen to that on iPlayer. Yeah, do. I read about it on Facebook. Did and you? I, I missed it, yes, so I shall uh, listen to that on iPlayer. Controversial JVS shows. this yesterday? <laughs> Very controversial. Now, now, let's not, not, not dwell on it. We don't, we don't like potty language on the radio. Not on this station. We're not heart. <laughs> well, they F and Jeff and everything. Well, their music's full of swear words, isn't it? Is it? Probably. But don't listen to it. I, I've never heard it. No, I, I don't know how to get it on my dial. No. Some of it's quite good. Now, what you're picking up on one of our stories today, I think, aren't you? What yeah, have you got? Yeah, absolutely. On this morning's big phone-in, I'm asking... Is it ever right to talk a woman out of an abortion? An undercover investigation has revealed a pregnancy centre in Luton has been lying to women who go for abortion counselling. The Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service has been recorded by the Daily Telegraph telling women that abortions could be linked to breast cancer and an increased risk of infertility. Dr Kate Guthrie from the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists says this is bad science. APAS in Luton, uh, they've made no comment to journalists and they've been uncontactable when visited by BBC Three Counties Radio. But I just wonder... Is it ever right to talk a woman out of an abortion? But there are some people out there, Ian, mm. who feel so strongly that abortion is a dreadful thing to do mm -hmm. that actually telling a woman a little lie, uh, bending the truth a bit, taking some research uh, out of context and using it to try to say to a woman don't have that abortion mm. really think very carefully some people would argue that that's absolutely acceptable because 
10, 20 years down the line, they will probably be thankful to that person that they persuaded them not to go ahead and have that abortion. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Is it ever right to talk a woman out of an abortion? 08459 four double five five double five. Do you remember... Five. Oh, oh, okay. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Do you remember uh, sometime last year we had a gentleman go, came in on this show, you may not have heard it, who was going to do a protest outside an abortion clinic... Yes, Kings. I think he's under it for forty days or a month or something. And there were like going to be a whole load of them, weren't there? But they, no one else turned up. Well, really. there were a couple of people mm. turned up, and it wasn't the twenty-four-seven that he promised. But he was—he had um, no guilt or remorse about um, trying to make women feel guilty about yeah. going in. Mm. And it's—it's uh, it's a, it's a, I know people who've had abortions. It's not done lightly. Certainly by, not by the people I knew. It wasn't, oh, oh God, I've got myself pregnant. I'm going to go and get this sorted out. Can I borrow 150 quid? It was a huge decision for them to make, a, a, you know, an emotional decision. There may be some people who treat it perhaps a little bit more flippantly. But it's a tough decision to make for most women. Yes, I'm sure you're right. Can I, can I tell you a personal experience? Please do. Um, I know someone who's had five abortions. Mm. Five. Um, and I guess that's the the counter side to mm. all of this, isn't it? There are, I'm sure, for most women, the whole prospect of having an abortion, it's a massive, massive thing, and I would imagine they spend many, many sleepless nights beforehand wondering whether or not it's the right thing to do. For someone who's on their fifth abortion... Are you suggesting that she was using the abortion as a form of kind of contraceptive in itself? OK, here's, here's the truth of it. Yeah. She doesn't like condoms. Oh, dear. Oh, well, there are other alternatives. Yes, but... She doesn't... Oh, no, I know. And and well, I've only ever had one conversation with her once, and I thought it was one of those conversations where I thought, do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to pursue this, because yeah. this will end in perhaps tears, yeah. perhaps argument in some way. Um, but, yeah, after five, is that really acceptable? And, and actually, would it have been better... For somebody to, to frankly tell her anything, yeah. anything that would make her think twice. Well, she, that, that sounds like a very very selfish person. I, I would like to think she's the exception. I, I hope would like she's to think that, 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 that there are very few people like that. I would, I would hope so. I know, I know people who had abortions 20 years ago and they're still an element of guilt yes. around it. They're still not sure whether they made the right decision. They still feel terrible about it. Yeah. And I've, I've spoken to women before who have, you know, they're now pensioners mm. and they, they regret what they did yep. or, or not, as the case may be. But they've spent their whole life kind of thinking about that decision they've made and having to live with that decision mm. and analysing whether it was ultimately the right decision. Well, from nine, hopefully we'll get some very interesting stories and some interesting views. Is it ever right to talk a woman out of an abortion? We'll discuss it from nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the leader of Wickham District is calling for the government to release millions of pounds to protect the area from flooding. The District Council approved a flood defence scheme three years ago. Richard Scott says the current situation further south proves they're needed sooner rather than later. Um, but as councils across the southeast call for barriers, sump pumps and dredges, is that really the answer? Terry Marsh is a hydrologist from the Centre for Ecology and Hydrology. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Terry, why are we seeing extensive flooding across many areas? Is it just the fact it's raining a bit heavier than normal or is there more to it? Uh, there's more to it than that. It's more than a bit heavier than normal. Um, we've had very vigorous frontal systems crossing the country um, since early December 
December was the wettest month on December on record for Scotland. In England, January was the wettest on record. This is going back to 1910. And for most of your listeners, or indeed many of your listeners, the last nine weeks has been the wettest nine weeks they would have lived through. So this is different. Well, this, I, everyone seems to be an expert now on how to deal with this and what should have been done. Dredging. Dredging is, the, is, is kind of the word at the moment. What exactly is it, Terry? And, and would that really have changed everything? Uh, it, it rarely changes everything. One example could be the Thames. Um, Thames flows at the, at the moment are pretty high, but they've been exceeded by... 10 other floods in the last 100 or 20 years or so. After the 1947 flood, which was the largest flood in the 20th century across England and Wales, there was a substantial amount of dredging done on the Thames, most of it on the lower Thames. So it's making the the river channel deeper and in some cases wider. So the carrying capacity of the river increases. And as a result of that, um, that is made a very productive input to reducing flood risk in the lower Thames over the last 40 or 50 years. So used properly, dredging has got an important role. In the great scheme of things, Terry, lots of people pointing the finger at the Environment Agency and say, well, it's your fault and you should, be, should, you should be doing more. Is there much more they can do? Or do we just need to accept as a nation that we're going to get wetter and it's going to flood from time to time? Well, we have to accept the latter point you made. It may get somewhat wetter but floods happen they tend to happen rarely and um on the Thames this is the largest flood we've seen for 40 years and people are forgetting that the floodplain is the natural part of the natural province of a river and and these things happen as for flooding itself one could make the point that the flooding at the moment that I, I guess the estimate for the number of properties flooded is around the six or seven thousand mark Given the amount of rainfall and the amount of river flow across the country, that really is a modest number. Mm. Something like 20% of the number of properties flooded in the summer floods of 2007. So I think that's a testimony to the contribution that flood defences have made. We've heard lots of talk on this show recently about uh, new building proposals, new housing proposals, and some people worried that they're building uh, on flood plains. How could that affect things in the future? Well, generally speaking, it's advisable not to build on floodplains because that uh, takes up some of the surface there, which is to accommodate the natural floodwaters on the floodplain. There will be examples in parts of the country, South Wales, for instance, where it's very difficult to find anywhere to build if you want to put a sports centre up. And if you want to do that to regenerate an area, a depressed area, then there's always going to be exceptions but generally speaking of course it's unwise to build on uh, floodplains because that exacerbates the flood risk for others I mean, have we got any idea when this is going to end terry when things will go back to normal one of the papers uh, well the front page of the independent britain's water torture here to stay until may you tell me um it's extremely difficult we know that um this week is not going to be helpful and friday may be particularly wet typically in a winter you get at least a week or so when high pressure from the continent drifts westward and excludes the rain-bearing frontal system from the UK, and we get a respite. Our hope must be that we have a respite of that sort within the next three or four weeks. That would make a real difference. Terry, I appreciate your wisdom on this. Thank you, Terry Marsh, hydrologist from the Centre for Ecology and Hydrology.
What a great... I want a, I want a job... We get so many great job titles on this show. What am I? Presenter. Inly presenter. Inly breakfast host. You're a vocal engineer. Hey. Oh, yeah. And a thief of truth. That's not nice. What are you, Catherine? I am a... Um... Lady in red. <laughs> That's what you are today. I am. What are you, Kelly? A lady in red as well. Yep. There we go. I'm glad we sorted that out. Good work, girls. Really nice. Well Thanks. done. Thanks, girls. You should be really proud of yourselves. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, huh? No, you are. You're Do some welcome. work. All right, for goodness sakes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound is blocked between Junction 8 for Hemel Hempstead and 9 for Redbourne after an accident involving multiple vehicles. Traffic is stationary on the approach there. Thanks to Steve and Tony for phoning in with updates. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 27 for the M11 and 24 for Potter's Bar. In Watford, the Exchange Road has one lane closed westbound between Beach and Grove and the High Street because of flooding. And in St Neots, the A428 eastbound is heavy between the A1 and Ermine Street South. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Last 30 minutes of the show, we're talking about abortions. We're talking about flooding and we're talking about child stars. What a mixed bag of things. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Met Office is warning that areas of southern England already badly hit by flooding could see a month's worth of rain in the coming days. Gale force winds are also due to hit parts of the UK this afternoon. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. It follows an investigation by the Daily Telegraph, who sent an undercover reporter to the Alma Pregnancy Advisory Service. And the Barnfield Federation, the Bedfordshire education chain, which is under investigation investigation by two government departments has appointed a new temporary chief executive. It's understood to be Dame Jackie Fisher, who turned around a college in the north of England. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wins for Watford and Luton last night, a draw for Wickham. In the Championship, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0 at Vicarage Road with the first half goal from Troy Deeney. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. Obviously Birmingham made changes and, and went for a little bit. We didn't really keep hold of the ball well enough, I didn't think, towards the end of the game to actually kill that game off. You know, we we, we broke and then we gave the ball away cheaply again, so uh, that's something to learn from, really. In League Two, Wickham picked up a much-needed point with a one-all draw attempt to Fleetwood. Stuart Lewis scored the goal for Gareth Ainsworth's side. You know, there's no coincidence that the goals he's been getting now from the edge of the box, that was that was a cracker tonight, you know, the volley. And uh, the skipper ended our home goal drought. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't hold on for three points, but uh, I think the signs and positive signs are there. A lot of people have come up to me and said, great performance. We changed the formation and, uh, and it seemed to work a treat tonight. Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after two goals from Andre Gray gave them a 2-1 win at Mac. Field, whilst rivals Cambridge lost 1-0 attempt to Alfreton. Hatter's manager John Still was delighted with defender Fraser Franks on his debut. Really, really pleased for Fraser. He came in. Uh, weather hasn't allowed him to get into it. He didn't start the last one because Ryan Innes was here. Uh, Ryan's gone back, so he stepped in. 
without having really enough work to do working with a back four because conditions and training ground are, are not good. It's a testament to him that he's come in and put in a terrific performance. The back four, I thought, were outstanding anyway, but put in a terrific performance. Premier League leaders Chelsea drew one all at West Brom. Tonight's matches include Arsenal at home to Manchester United, Manchester City versus Sunderland, Newcastle against Tottenham and Fulham at home to Liverpool. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're looking for child stars. Child stars that uh, led successful lives. Shirley Temple died uh, the other day. Yesterday, I think it was. And she kind of had a successful life. She was a big star. And then she went on, I think she worked for the UN and things, didn't she? And not many of them do. Lots of them wobble and, and die early. Drugs, booze, misery, depression, that kind of ting. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Do give us a call um, about that. Also, if the floods have affected you, do let me know. And the, the, the story that we're talking about, and um, JVS will be picking up on, is this, this centre in Luton, pregnancy centre in Luton. Uh, it's been giving out guidance, which is, well, it's untrue. The one in Luton has uh, told mums-to-be that if they have an abortion, they'll probably get cancer. And there's a good chance their boyfriend or their husband will leave them. And various other myths that just aren't true. Do give me your thoughts on that. If you've, you've had an abortion... I, 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 we, J, JVS was talking about someone who's had five. I, I do like... I have to believe that's the exception. Otherwise, we're, we're uh, living in a, a, a crazy world. It must have been... It's a tough thing to do, isn't it? I know. I've had uh, a couple of friends who've had abortions years ago, and they still feel awful about it. They still question whether they did, they did the right thing. We've got an anonymous text. I don't normally read out anonymous ones, but this one's definitely worth uh, reading. That clinic makes me mad. A few weeks ago, they scared my daughter. My daughter made her feel bad, put a model in her hands. She went home and changed her mind. Then a few weeks later, decided it was the right thing for her. By then, she was 12 weeks, not five weeks. So it's been much harder for her to deal with. I understand they have to make sure the person knows what they're doing, but that lady was right, scare tactics. Sorry, that lady was right. Scare tactics aren't the way to do it. What are your thoughts? 08459 double is the uh, telephone number. There was a gentleman whose name escapes me who uh, was uh, doing a protest outside a, an abortion centre in Milton Keynes. Again, coming from a very strong Christian background and I can't quite get my head around it I can understand why you would disapprove of abortion of course I can understand that but is it really any of your business to attempt to impose your strong religious beliefs on someone else and in the process of doing it to to, to lie to them and to bully them and to manipulate them and make them feel guilty that's not appropriate is it that's not a good way. That doesn't sound very Christian to me to do something like that. If you want to give me uh, your thoughts on that, please do. 08459 455 555. Now, we've sent uh, our uh, roving reporter, Sophie Solaria, out and about to look at floods in Aylesbury. Sophie? Yes, what have hello. You, what have you found? 
So Steve called you and said, send her to the um, football ground. It's flooded there. I uh, got lost. I went left. I went right. It was hard to find. Yes. When I got there, I don't know if you already know this, but the football ground is actually closed down. Um, oh. Looking over a wall, it was wet, but I thought, I really want to get in there. Yep. So I uh, drove around in a circle and found myself in a car park. Oh. The yeah, health and leisure centre in Aylesbury, which looks closed. And I'm not surprised... Because their car park's a swimming pool. Here we go, here we go. We found... She's found a flood in the car park, guys. I'll get a little of the car. Yeah. Briefly, because it is quite quite wet out here. To uh, splash around a bit. Yes. Are you listening? Yeah. She's gone. She's... A, she, she's... Well, finger, well, hang on a second. Fingers crossed she's not drowned. Oh. Or I mean, dropped her phone. Oh, well, I'm not so bothered about that. She, she may have drowned um, or she may... Act, I, I'm not convinced she's not in the car park of, of BBC 3CR. Hang on, I'm looking on the camera. Just no, making it not. up. Hang on, this is her ringing back. Oh, for, for goodness sakes, let's uh, hear the comment. This is... Hello, Three Counties. All right, let me... Yeah, put you straight through. Fader 2. All right, Sophie, what happened there? Well, I think, actually, in the splashing around, I hung up on you. Oh, oh so it was you just being a Muppet? I think so. Okay, right, that's that's fine. It's wet anyway. That's the we can't the hear. Line. We can't hear. Well, top line is it, Sophie's wet. We can't hear any splashing. Well, wait there then. Okay, I'll give it another go with the splashing. Yeah. Wait. Did you hear? Not really. How how deep is this water, Sophie? Right, I'll stick my finger in. Okay, so it comes up to sort of half my nail. That's not fl- I thought it was going to be up to your knees or something. Well, well, okay, wait. Over here, I'll put my finger in again. This is the dip test. That one just went just about over the nail. If I sent you a picture, you would be shocked at what it looks like. Mm. We shocked. suspect, Sophia, I don't know how to break this to you after you've been running around all morning. We yeah. suspect you might be at the wrong Aylesbury FC. What what do you mean by that? Well, they're new ground you need to go to, I think. Are you telling me that there's... And I suspect you've just found a puddle. There's two. It's a big puddle, Ian. Puddles can be big, Soph. Puddles can be really big. No, but it's really large. Yeah, it's not very deep, though, is it? It might be if you went into it. Go into it, then. I'm not going into it. Go into it. I've just had my heels re-mended. What? They've just been sent off. I'm not going to get them wet. You wouldn't get this from Dealey. Sophie, are you in Buckingham Road? I'm... Um... I, I can't confirm that information. So that means... Are you in Aylesbury? <clears throat> I'm in Aylesbury, definitely in Aylesbury. Have we... Catherine, have we just wasted an entire morning? Well, we haven't. No, but... Thanks. I don't know what you're implying. Uh, uh, thanks, Soph. Oh, hang on a second. Steve. Steve wants to. Say, Steve's coming on the line. He wants to. Have a, yeah, he wants to have a little chat with you. Oh, he's gone. Steve. What was? What did Steve want to say, Kelly? Um, that she should go to Haywards Way. Yeah, I think she should go to the job centre now. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Haywards Way. Like that. We're off air in 21 minutes. I mean, it's really. Um, Do you think she can I get there before the end? Haywards Way. Do it. I'll give it a go. Thank you very much indeed. I, I mean, really. I can only apologise. Dennis is in St Albans. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. What have you got for me, boss? Well, I just wanted to tell you about Petula Clark. Petula Clark? She, 
she and I are the same age. Oh, romantic. In the, last, in the last years of the war and up till about 1950, she played the part of a child star in a series of films called The Huggets. The first one was Here Come the Huggets, and then she played uh, the talented uh, daughter, and she used to do singing in the films. Oh. And, and that was from 49 up to... Uh, from 44, but, about, up to about 1950. But would you call her a child star, though? Because she was more oh, famous yeah. in the 60s for going downtown. Oh, yes, she was a child star before, uh, you know, as I say, in the, in the late 40s up to the beginning of the war, up to the 50s. To, and then in uh, 50s and 51, I was doing my national service. Yeah. And she was the boss's sweetheart. And oh. She used to do a lot of singing then, and she went to, out to where the boys were in, uh, in uh, Korea <coughs> and sung to them out there. Was she a bit of a pin-up then for, for the lads oh, in the yes. army? Oh, yes. Petula yeah. Clark. Well, well, well. Who'd have thought and it? And she's carried on her uh, singing career right until now. Oh, she's, a, she's a, got a cracking set of lungs on her. She's a good singer. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dennis... But she started, as I say, about 1944 as a child star. Brilliant, Dennis. Films. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that information. OK, well, then, Petula Clark, um, we, we will include her on our list of child stars that have gone on to lead successful lives. Not necessarily successful in terms of, of their career, but successful in terms of they stayed alive, they didn't sink into a quagmire of drugs and booze. There's so m- Danny Bonaducci is one. Danny Bonaducci was the ginger kid. Was he the drummer or the keyboardist? And I use that term very, very loosely in the Partridge family. So David Cassidy. David Cassidy's having troubles at the moment. Just got done for drink driving. He's in rehab and he's just split with his wife. Very sad. I like a bit of David Cassidy. Might play some David Cassidy tomorrow. I like a bit of David Cassidy. Uh, but Danny Bonaducci was in the Partridge family. He was the annoying, wisecracking ginger kid, and he went on to um, have a hell of a mess of a life. Wowzers. I mean, that's if, if you want to see a car crash, that's a car crash. 08459 four double five five double five is the phone number. Um, got to text it. Hi, all. There's been news read the link between abortion and breast cancer for years now. There are doctors who believe there is a link in this country and in America, as well as an increased risk to infertility. I.e. some doctors feel an aspirin a day for the elderly is harmful, and others that it's an advantage. So are some lying? I heard the video online, and the lady didn't say it as a definite, but that there is an increased risk. Of course the doctors who perform abortions will deny this. Before the health warnings were put on cigarette packets saying the dangers of smoking, there were health professionals saying it is dangerous. Women deserve better than abortion. Go on and go online and research what some doctors believe. These are not lies, sir. Well, no, but it, it's disproved, disproven, disproved old research that we now know is not true. And women de- deserve better than abortion, Sarah. Sarah can't come on uh, on the show and talk to us. She's at work, which is a shame because I would like to pursue this more. I don't quite know what that line means. Women deserve better than abortion. Uh, uh, do give us a call on this, though. 08459 455 555. Just read that again. There are doctors who believe there is a link in this country and in America. Uh, I heard the video online. The lady didn't say it's definite, but there is an increased risk. Of course, the doctors who perform abortions will deny this. Why, why would they deny it, Sarah? Because I know people who've been in for treatment for various things, and the doctors have always said what the side effects may be what the risks may be. When I've been given medication, I've been told what the side effects 
Maybe. So why would the doctors lie about or cover up if there were potential risk in terms of uh, the link between breast cancer and abortions? Well, I'm not quite sure why you think they would do that. Women deserve better than abortion, says Sarah. There's a line, isn't it? Women deserve better than abortion. Do give me a call with your thoughts on that, please. 08459 455 555. I would really like to talk to you this morning, if you're brave enough to come on and say, yeah, you've done that, you've had an abortion, and uh, try and explain uh, the mental process that you went through. Listen, I'm a bloke. I'm a middle-aged bloke. In the great scheme of things, what do I know about it? Not a lot. Can't begin to imagine what it's like for a woman who has to go through that, who has to make that decision. I mean, I'm not even, as a bloke, I've not even been in a position where it's been discussed with a partner. I imagine it's tough for a bloke as well, but it's got to be infinitely tougher for the woman, hasn't it? Give us a call. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. It's a quarter to nine. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, all lanes have just been reopened between 8 for Hemel Hempstead and 9 for Redbourne after an accident involving multiple vehicles. There are queues on the approach, but those should start to ease off now. On the speed sensors, the southbound carriageway also extremely slow between 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. Maybe people slowing to look at the northbound carriageway adding to normal delays. And then in Watford, the Exchange Road has one lane closed westbound between Beach and Grove and the High Street because of flooding. In Thornborough, the A421 eastbound, that's heading towards Milton Keynes. Very slow at Great Hallward. Might be an earlier accident that was reported there, uh, still having problems. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Excellent stuff as always. It's 846 It's Wednesday the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Met Office is warning that areas of southern England already badly hit by flooding could see a month's worth of rain in the coming days. An independent pregnancy advisory centre in Luton has been accused of telling women they'll develop breast cancer after having an abortion. And in sport, Watford beat Birmingham 1-0 and Luton are six points clear at the top of the conference after a 2-1 win at Macclesfield. Tw- uh, 14 minutes of the show is left. If you want to come on air, now is an excellent time to call in. I've got two lines free. 08459 555. Kelly and Catherine will take your calls while we get the weather from Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Another day of wet and wind. We've got a yellow weather warning in place for strong wind. Gusts of 60, 70 miles per hour likely. And also a yellow weather warning in place for further heavy rain. 15 to 20 millimetres expected widespread through the course of the afternoon. Through this morning, some squally showers. The main bulk of rain arrives around lunchtime and continues the next two or three hours. That's when we're going to get our strongest winds and our heaviest of rain. After which it should start to turn a little more showery, but we will hang on to the wind. Maximum 
room temperature 9 Celsius. Overnight, it's going to remain breezy. It will start to ease a little towards the early hours, but it's not going to fall completely light. We should get some clear spells, which will lead to the temperature dropping down to around 2 or 3 Celsius. Over higher ground, the Chilterns, for example, we could see one or two showers and they could turn a little wintry. For Thursday, a quiet today, some sunny spells, but also some showers around. We're hanging on to a breeze, but it's not quite as violent as today's. Maximum temperature, 8 Celsius, 46 degrees in Fahrenheit. Thank you very much, Kate. The Winter Olympics on the BBC. Our hearts are absolutely thumping here. Into the second jump, Jamie Nichols absolutely stonking run. Jenny Jones, she went for the seven. Jenny Jones, Great Britain, bronze medalist. Wow! The Winter Olympics continues today. Online, on radio and on BBC Two. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, a text from Jock in Milton Keynes. Lots of texts on this. Do call in about this because it's easy to discuss this. Jock in Milton Keynes. I find it absolutely ridiculous that anyone thinks they have the right to talk anyone out of abortion. What about victims of rape who are already scared enough? Be interesting. It'd be great. It would be great if we could talk to Sarah, who texted in, who, who thinks that women deserve better than abortion. Oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Are there some instances when it's okay to have an abortion and someone actually isn't? Is that maybe a, a way of phrasing it? Do give me a call. We've got uh, eleven minutes left, and uh, one line is free. So now's a great time to call. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. On the subject of child stars, Wendy. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning. Who, who have you got? Uh, Hayley and Juliet Mills. Who's Juliet Mills? Hayley's sister. I didn't know she had a sister. Yeah, there's, there's three Mills daughters. Oh. I can't think of the third one, but Hayley Mills and Juliet Mills. I like, I liked Hayley. Hey, you reminded me, what happened to the, do you remember the Olsen twins? I've heard of them. They were like, um, like a sort of late nineties, early twenty, uh, early twenty-first century version of the um, uh, Haley of the Haley Mills and all of that, and they've kind of sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I heard of them, and also um, Dennis Waterman and Richard O'Sullivan. Right. Well, uh, oh, Dennis Waterman was, was just William, wasn't he? Yes. Richard O'Sullivan. Well, I don't, I don't think Richard O'Sullivan's had a particularly good last 25 years of his life. I, for, oh, I don't know. Well, I, you, you don't see Richard O'Sullivan anymore, do you? And you haven't for a long, long time. No, because he was in Man About the House, wasn't he? Man About the House. He was in that, um, that programme with the yeah, fellow who had one arm. Robin's Nest. Yeah. Turns out the fellow didn't have one arm. He had two arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Irish chap. Yeah. I remember being nine and driving past him in central London. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, from what little, little I can gather, because I've made inquiries about Richard O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. the last 25 years or so, he's not been... Um, well, I think there may have been a little bit of booze uh, oh, and a little bit of depression, oh, and I, I, think he's, I don't think he's particularly well. If anyone knows otherwise about Richard O'Sullivan, mm. do give me a call, because I'd, I'd love to know that he's well and happy and stuff, but I don't think he particularly is. Was he a child star, though? Yeah, because he was in the, the Carry On films, Carry On Teacher. What, as a boy? Yeah. Was he really? Yeah, he was one of the students. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Wendy, thank you for that. You remember the Olsen twins, Catherine and Kelly, yeah, don't I you? Yeah, I do, yeah, I do. There was they one... looked a bit like Kelly. 
Did they? Yeah, both of them. There was one that was... Mary-Kate um, and Ashley. One, thank you. There was one of them that kind of went off to do some stuff on their own, and then there was another one. The other one got a bit um, wayward. Well, there were, lots of, um, there were lots of people expressing concern about weight at one point yeah. and about what might be going on. I don't think any of it was ever confirmed, but I think they went into fashion at some point. They made a lot of money out of um, offshoot businesses from their fame. Let's, uh, let's have a little uh, googling, shall we? They're very... Uh, they don't look anything like Kelly. They do. No, little. they've got too much. Well, <laughs> they've got too much eye makeup on in those photographs. That's um, that's understandable. Um, uh, uh, well, I, I wish. Them so well. says Gokwan. Gokwan. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course you do. Um, so yeah, they. I think they don't need to be in the public eye anymore. I think they made quite a lot of money and they're quite um, good at business now. Or they've had the right advice. Are they good at that? Um, probably, yeah. Cherry's in Luton. Morning, Cherry. Good morning. Cherry, do you remember the Olsen twins? No, I don't. Oh, dear. Not at all. Oh, that's a shame. OK, what have you got for me, Cherry? Well, I was going to say Hayley Mills. Ah, Hayley Mills. She came to mind. Yes. But there is another one. Go on. Do you, do, you, do you know Little House on the Prairie? I do know Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, right. fantastic programme. And Melissa Gilbert. Oh. She was the little one that starred as Half Pint. Okay, but she's still an actress. So is she still? Around? I'm going to I'm going to yeah, Google she, her. Look, yeah, M- Melissa seen, Gilbert. I've seen her in films. Oh well, good. F- oh, look, and she looks like a a, a wonderfully well-rounded, uh, grown-up woman. There you go. There you go, Cherry. Uh, K- thank you very much indeed. Oh, look, Caroline is in Hockcliffe and wants to talk about um, Richard O'Sullivan. Morning, Caroline. Hello. He's one of my favourite actors. I love. I think I read, I said to the lady, I think I read somewhere that he'd had a stroke or a couple of strokes and he was, like, in a home for, like, retired actors. This is what I, I think maybe right now, because Richard O'Sullivan... I love him, I love him in those comedies, yeah. Isn't he brilliant? He was such a good actor. Absolutely. I've only got to look at him and I'm laughing. I've only got to look at his face before he says anything. One one show that doesn't that not many people remember that I used to love, was it a thing called um, My, My Girl or something? It was a sitcom about him and... Um, oh, I can't remember that, Robin. Nest man about the hey, wasn't he in summer holiday with Cliff Richard? He might have been. He might have been. He might have been. He was in the very, very young, early 1960s. Yes, he you're right. Caroline, thank you for that. Yeah, it was me and my girl. I remember Tim that. Tim Brooke Taylor was Bon Bemily, me, my, my, Emily, Fee, 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 Emily, Emily. Isn't it Roger Lloyd Pack's daughter, Emily Lloyd? Ah, oh, may it may have been, it may have been. Kelly's in Calvert Green. Morning, Kelly. Hello, I know what happened to Richard O'Sullivan. Oh, go on, tell us. Well, he's the first man I fell in love with when I was four years old. When he was Dick Turpin, do you not remember? Dick? Oh, oh, Dick I loved him Turpin, in that. he was so good in that. And Swift oh, Nick, my God. he was uh, so yeah. good in that. Saw Swiftnick in Tesco's in Wickham once, but anyway. Um, no, Richard O'Sullivan, I occasionally see him on the street in Twickenham when I visit my best friend. Do you he's really? In, he's in the old um, entertainer's retirement home in Twickenham. Uh, he, he, it's shocking because I loved him so much. When I saw him, I, I almost crashed the car. He looks... He's oh. only about in his late 60s, He's I think. He's 69. I've just Googled. Yeah. He's 69. And he, if you Google him, you'll see the, the couple of paparazzi shots of him. He looks about 85, 90. Bless him. Oh, dear. It's a fall from grace because he was the most beautiful man to me for a long time. He had that slightly kind of buck tooth look, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He? He, wasn't, he wasn't perfect. That's what I liked about him. <laughs> oh, dear. That's a, that's a shame. 
So wait, did he have a stroke or something? He had, a, I think, more than one, oh. and he had. A, he lived as a recluse. He, I think, he got together with a girl off of the Robin's Nest thing, and they had a kid. Sally Thompson, was it? Yeah, yeah. But they had a child, and he just couldn't live the life that they needed to live. He wouldn't go out, and he ended up a recluse. Oh, lost dear. all contact with his family. Was into drink, and then had health problems. So. Oh dearie, dearie me! What a oh. shame, isn't it? He's still a swashbuckling hero to me. Yeah. Though. Well, big, big up the Richard O'Sullivan. Yeah, I think it's, 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 on, kids, kids don't know they're born. Kelly, thank you for that. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? I thought that was kind of the case. Oh, yeah, and I remember him. He was a staple of, uh, of mainstream television, yeah, wasn't he? he was good. He was very... Dick Turpin, I, I loved that. that. That was like Sunday nights. I think it was Sunday nights, about 5.15. Cheese sandwich. Whoa, Dick Turpin, that's beautiful. one of the first shows I remember. Yeah. It was Joanne Ridley. Right. Was she a wild child? I think she was the sister of Emma Ridley. bloke who gave me a really bad haircut once was in it. Oh, right, um, as... Her boyfriend. Oh, was he a better actor than a hairdresser? He was a, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember him in it, but he told me. Ah. Um, and uh, it, it, while he was giving me one of the worst haircuts I've ever had in my life, and also talking a load of old nonsense about stuff as well. Sarah's in Redbourne. Yes, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning, um, Sarah. <laughs> Brindley Ford. Who? He was a Brinsley Ford. He was a child actor in the Double Deckers back in the day. Yes. Oh, yes. And he became the lead singer of Aswad. Oh, <laughs> you brought Aswad into the equation. <laughs> He's done all right. Are Aswad still around, Sarah? No idea. Oh, OK. Your, your line's dropping out, Sarah. Thank you very much. I appreciate, uh, always, always appreciate an Aswad mention on the show. Sophie Solaria has uh, been looking for floods all morning. We think she may have found one. Soph? I was looking for two stadiums in Aylesbury. I found the second one. It's wet. The end. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Karen has emailed in uh, on the subject of abortions. Uh, I'm a Christian. It's not for me to judge someone if they have an abortion. It must be a very tough decision to make. These ladies' situations are very different, and those going in, waving fingers, saying it is wrong, should think before they speak. I hope anything... I hope anything I can be a caring person they can turn to. Kind regards, Karen. Karen, thank you for that. It's interesting, isn't it? Lots of emails and texts uh, about this abortion thing. And, and this abortion thing, I don't mean to demean it like that. Uh, and no phone calls about it. It's strange. I hope you're going to pick up the phone now because JVS is talking about it. So do, do um, be a bit more confident um, in your approach and give him a call. The phone number, if you want to speak to Jonathan, is uh, 08459. Four double five five double five, and well done everybody who's been dialing in this morning. Very quiet on the phones yesterday. We both went home a little bit broken hearted, didn't we, Catherine? Well, we didn't know what we'd done wrong. No, we thought we'd upset them. Well, I thought it must be you. Well, but, um... I, I thought it was. It had to be you. And also, a very little update. We had the gentleman on from RateYourCareHome.org yesterday. Yes. He got a little bit heated that we have discovered there was some confusion. We had the wrong website, and he didn't correct us with the wrong website. There's a little bit of... Because we kept saying, have we got this wrong? Is it this website? He said yes. He said yes. So it there was wasn't. a little bit of mistake on both sides. We're trying to get hold of him. We, but we did have the wrong website, so we may have given him a tougher time than was necessary. I'll apologise to him now. We tried to get hold of him this morning. He hasn't come on. Apologies... We both muddied the water a little bit, I think. Uh, but we'll try and get him on tomorrow and rectify that. Absolutely. There you go, you see. That's we, when we get things wrong, we put our hands up uh, and we point at, uh, at Catherine. That's what we, how we do these things. Here, that's how we do these things here. Sorry. I'm welcome. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Still very slow after an accident between Junction 8 for Hemel Hempstead and 9 for Redbourne. Also on the speed sensors, the southbound carriageway is extremely slow between 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise stop-start between 19 for Watford and 12 for the M3, so heavier than normal today. And also between Buckingham and Milton Keynes, the A421 heading eastbound is very slow past Great Horwood. We had reports of an early accident, so it may be that on public transport. There's no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. So apologies to the gentleman from yourcarerating.org. We'll try and get him on tomorrow and uh, straighten that. Right. We had lots of emails and texts about it, but Jonathan is still talking about abortions. Give him a call, please. He's up next. I'm back tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's when...